a lot of the cast are Scientologists, which is which sucks. And, and right. he's like just a, known, a fucking left turn out. And he's, he's, a, he's like a he's a he's a he's a he's a rapist. Uh, and <laughs> and going on fucking hell. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Side Select, the lovely esports show where grumpy old men complain about things. Except today, it's not really an esports show. We've got the well-anticipated, famed, off-topic side select show. It'll definitely you know, still be complaining about loads of stuff, though. Let's be real. That's fine. Yeah, it just won't be esports-related. Mostly, yeah. There you go. Of course, we can't. We can't be doing this without moaning about something. Rule British, after all. Um. Yeah, so we usually start our episodes about esports with an off-topic, off-topic question, and then they've become kind of popular. So we've been asking for it, and what are we if not people pleasers? We are, we are people. We are men of the people. So here we are. Let them eat cake and have an off-topic side select show. Yeah, that's definitely our, so- our brand, by the way. Just caving to peer pressure yeah. and just you know doing whatever pleases. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I'm realize really Cadrill nice. was on the show. Oh, really nice, on. Carry on, Bob. really Come nice on. people. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, we. Well, I will say, by the way, this is one of the here. only. This is one of the only shows I actually think could do this type of topic. Because here's the thing: if they did on like Euphoria, try this. It would be the most oh, plebtatest oh, of all time. And you would actually, I'm not joking, lose respect for these people. Which, by the way, it is fucked up. Because to be fair, their expertise doesn't have to be like outside of esports. Mm. But you have to realize most people who are, are like young in the esports, they haven't lived a life. Like one of the reasons I always think people underestimate like how does Richard Lewis have all these stories that you do know he has like 20 years on you of real life as an adult not we're not talking like he's two years older like he's lived the whole life so yeah the difference is you'll see we're gonna go deep on this one this is gonna be a fucking this is gonna be one where you'll go back and there'll be so many recommendations of things some yeah. of them will disappoint <laughs> you don't get me wrong <laughs> get your notepads out <laughs> exactly write things down as we go along no I, I fully expect to disappoint you with my shit taste anyway Come so on. Uh, that, that's fine too um, before we get started, obviously, we've got to ask an off-topic question. So, uh, Wait a minute. I'll, I'll real quick. It. The joke is it should um, be about esports then, right? Shag, Mary Kill, CSGO, StarCraft, League of Legends. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Go on, you go first then, Rich. Come on. Oh, League of Legends, StarCraft. And Do you actually care about StarCraft, by the way? Have you ever followed it? Mm, you, uh, well, a Brood War a bit, like, back in the day. But I went This is the whole franchise as well. Yeah. So Brood War, StarCraft I, get, 2, I mean, I, ha- I have to kill StarCraft, even though I think it's, like, a better game than League, for example. Just from my personal perspective, I have to kill it. Um, uh, I, I mean, I get... I've got... I have to shag... I have to shag CSGO and, and marry League. Like, it's weird because it's like the inverse of how much respect I actually have for the games. But, I mean, I'm in a way, I'm in a, like, open relationship with League of Legends anyway, aren't I? So it's like, yeah, it's got to be that. Uh, rest, rest in peace, StarCraft. But also, with Blizzard, like, you have no idea what's going on, what they're doing, like, how much, like, is the new game even coming? How much support will it have if it does? Like, Blizzard is a very weird place at the minute, so... Yeah, I'm I'm killing Starcraft. That's more nostalgia, you know. That was the 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 hot ex that gave you lots of good times, but she was never married. Marriage material, anyway. So, yeah. I will also yeah. say as well of those three. I mean, look, League of Legends, if we're real, probably doesn't ever have a sequel. They may be like engine upgrade it and just keep it going. Like, they just don't seem like they even have the creative capacity to do a League of Legends 2. But the problem is, that's also why StarCraft, sadly, is like, it's like your best memories are in the past on that when it is Brood War. StarCraft 2 wasn't as good, and spoiler, if they do StarCraft 3, like, I think people have a really big problem understanding that the people who made the games weren't the publishers and the devs. It was geniuses within those companies. In the same way as if someone made a Mario game, but like Miyamoto wasn't involved, 
involved. Who gives a shit? At that point in time, it's just a sequel, isn't it? Like, the point is, you want the creative genius behind the game to make the next one. So, spoiler, for games like, you didn't include it, but like Quake and StarCraft, I don't think any of those sequels are going to be good. So, I'll also say, like, it's very easy in that sense to just give up on certain ones. But of the three, I'm going to go a different way. I'm obviously going to kill League of Legends because it's not even that good. I always say this. I think Dota's way better. And I didn't even think Dota was that good compared to the other games. I mainly am in League because it's just got some very unique circumstances around the game. And it's one of the only games where you can sort of limit test the whole world, as it were, which is kind of cool. Then I would definitely have to go with Shag, Starcraft, because again, like Starcraft, the original was mega. Starcraft 2 was all right. So again, to me at this point in time, I can't go back in time to when it was in its glory days. You just give it a quick shag, get the fuck out of the place, right? And then I'm obviously going to have to marry Counter-Strike as a franchise. Because I think probably the, the thing out of all of them that Counter-Strike probably wins on is it's probably the best game ever, even maybe better than Quake in this sense, for being able to be like large enough to still be an eSport, which is wild. It's one of the only ones from that back far back that can still... StarCraft aren't doing it if people don't know. It's one of the reasons they don't bother making StarCraft 3. But Counter-Strike can still somehow be like almost the biggest eSport, yet simultaneously have enough hardcore components that you don't totally feel like you're a sellout for still doing CSGO when it's not like as good as the old versions. And at the same time, it like doesn't change too much that like you lose all the things from the past. Like one thing about League that sucks is if you are some godlike jungler from like season five, it's almost irrelevant all the stuff you know. It's like the game is different. In CS, certain things, positioning, understanding of dynamics that lasts forever that's why the in-game leaders the coolest role in esports right now is counter-strike in-game leader they are just aging like fine wine the guy carrigan who's the best right now might be the greatest of all time and he is at his peak at 32 years old like that's not possible in any other esports game and so then i'm gonna have to say as a result like i think counter-strike is just the eternal one out of all of them i've had the best times it's going to be the best in the future it seems like it's the one for me i, I would secretly that. pick quake though if it was available but it isn't available so not available, it is, is not, it? So... It's not one of the options. I'm, I'm actually going to duplicate Rich's answer. Maybe for... I don't know if there's for similar reasons, but I'll, I'll give I'll give my reasoning. So I killed StarCraft because I was never interested in it anyway. It's just RTS as an as an eSport doesn't personally interest me. I played so much Warcraft 3 when I was a kid, and I have so much nostalgia for that game, and I love it. I really love RTS. But as soon as you bring competitive elements into it, it ruins it for me because I'm quite a competitive person. So... And and I'm crap at it, so I can't oh, enjoy it. Oh, because you're bad at it, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I can't. So I just kill. I just kill Starcraft. I mean, I will say it in I... a sense, if people don't know, because it's a piece of deep law. The joke is, of course, he can't be good at like Warcraft and Starcraft, because the joke is, right? Literally, Dota and League of Legends come from taking one character from Warcraft and only controlling yeah. that one. So, like, that's about your speed. That's true. Strong, literally, you know? it literally is that. <laughs> it's true. It literally yeah. is that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do the Water Down version, but not the. There you go. Not anything else. Play the singular Zerg. By the way, yes. of all the games we're talking about, StarCraft <laughs> is the least fun to play. It is yeah. like work. That that's why those Koreans. I feel sorry for those pros, mate. That is just work. You know that thing where they're just getting their APM yeah, up in the front. That is yeah. fucking. That's like you know a rowing machine, mate. Yeah. So it's actually fun Literally. to play League and CS, isn't it? Yeah, I do watch that and understand how the fuck. And I, it's one of the things where you watch you watch some really good players of an esport and you're like, fuck, I wish I could do that. Like Counter Strike, you see people doing those sick flicks and stuff like that. You watch StarCraft Pro and you think, fuck, I do not wish I could do that. I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. I marry League of Legends because it's old, faithful, old, reliable. The esports circuit is so boring, but you know what you're getting. 
you know, and it's and it's okay. it's entertaining enough. You're satisfied enough with it. That's the perfect thing to marry. You know, it's, it's Doris. Not, it's not going to wow you. League it's of Legends Doris. is Doris. It's literally Doris. It's literally Doris, and that's fine. Now, it might make spaghetti that's not great, but you like that spaghetti, and it's fine. You know, it's not going to give any pizzazz, and you're not going to write any. And she puts you know, salt raving... in it for some reason in the water. No and... raving reviews about it, but at least it's not going to give you the squids, right? Yeah. That's fine. I shag CS because. It's the opposite, actually, because Counter-Strike is very exciting, very entertaining. But if I had it non-stop, I might, I might, it might just blow me up, basically. I think it would be too much for me. So, so therefore, it's good for the short, the short investment. But, um, yeah, I, I, I prefer the old reliable of League of Legends. So, there are our answers. What are your answers from that, from that question? We want to hear that in the comments. But speaking of the comments... We have all of our questions from today from the comments, either in YouTube or Rich's Discord. Is that a decent enough segue for you, Thorin? There, I saw you were kind of thinking about where I was going with that. And no, no, like, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, all good. good. Okay. Excellent, brilliant. No, I've just realised the problem is I kept thinking that my camera was lagging away, but I've noticed it's just Discord. It's doing it to all oh, our cameras yeah. every now and then. It makes it just blur yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? So it's all right because I do have that problem that I, on my shows I can get over it because I'm the host. But like, it is really hard when you're on these calls, right? I know you can disable your own camera, but then I'd be all paranoid of what's on it and can, what can people see. So, you know, when you have it on, it's so hard to not look at yourself. Yeah. It is. Yeah, really. People don't know it's a really hard phenomenon. It's isn't just because it? you're beautiful, Thorin. I, I, kind of, I, okay. I can't blame you. I will just, say, mate, you have to realise, in my life, I was the guy who actually looked permanently too young for way too much of my life. Like, I was getting ID'd at ridiculous ages, mate. Really? But it's come, it's come on strong like a motherfucker these last 10 years. Because I'm just, <laughs> I'm on some Dorian Gray shit, mate. I'm just, I'm the same. <laughs> Nothing changes. It's perfect. No wrinkles. I haven't done a day's work in my life, by the way. No wrinkles. Not, it's mental. It's mental. Like, I, I should get, get the joke is, I'm like those commercials for the fucking moisturizer. Before they CGI that 45-year-old woman's face. I hope nah. I haven't ruined it for anyone there, but the, the joke of those is, I always think that should be illegal, surely. Oh, yeah. You've obviously yeah, sure. used CGI, sure. but then you're telling me the cream in real life did it. Like, that, yeah. uh, how could that be legal? That's mental, isn't it? I don't know. That's, that, is, that is misleading and damaging, for, for especially the when they're aimed at, like, teenagers. We actually do just complain about everything. I'm literally complaining about, like, whatever, like, <laughs> Nivea or some <laughs> shit now. I don't like <laughs> No <laughs> one is safe. No, I know. <laughs> If you're an evil doer, <laughs> Thorin's coming for you. Um, so as I was saying, we got we got questions from the comments. So we're just going to read out your your questions since you answer them um, to the best of our abilities. Normally we have like three topics and then we go off on one about them, but we've got a lot of different questions. So we're kind of sort of quick firing through them. Okay, okay. And, that was uh, something I wondered about. The problem is normally because we have like four topics, we do go yeah. mad in depth on them all. So I was thinking, yeah. there's way too many questions yeah, here for yeah, doing yeah. that. So I would say this, here's, would... My, here's my rule of thumb. On okay. the ones that aren't that interested, we're just going to quick fire. Obviously, with this one that's super in-depth, we can go a bit more in-depth, yeah. I will, I will throw it open to you guys, and you give as much or as little detail as you wish. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Our first sort of banner topic thingy-majig is uh, from the movies slash TV slash music slash books category. All things cultural. Uh, this one comes from Shin, our first question of the day. What are your top three music artists or bands, Rich? What are your top three? Oh, fun fact about this guy, by the way. I'm pretty sure this was a guy that did that uh, when we had the Pokemon thing. He did the song with... Uh, <gasps> the Team so, Rocket song. Yeah. So oh, MVP, right. MVP. Oh, anyway, <clears throat> top three music artists or ba- uh, can I say bands as well? 
yeah, 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 yeah. But it's okay. all the same. Creator uh, of music. So the only one that like jumps to the front of my mind because I obviously I like people who say they don't like music. I'm always like, what does that even mean? What do you mean you don't like music? But I'm not like <laughs> into. I'm not like into music like in depth or whatever. But Bruce, I have heard people would... say that though. That's what's mad. Yeah, it is mental. It's like that I... just makes me. I know they're not doing this, but it just makes me think they're the people who get on the plane and just stare at the back of the seat for like eight hours. <laughs> with them. I, I can't. I can't even comprehend it really. But yeah, go on, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen is the obvious one for me, and then it's hard. See, I'm tempted to say like, even though I know their shit. I'd say like Blink One Eight Two because his second, his second ever greatest track. Right. I know this sort of shit. You sound like you don't like music. What the hell? Where's well, no, all no. the bangers coming like, out? Come on! It's like obviously they're not good songwriters. They're not talented musicians. Okay. But like Blink One Eight Two, like when I was really young, was Fair like ba- banger, banger band. Okay. And fucking hell, is that, I'm actually hard pressed because obviously I like I like you know Eminem. I like all your all your classics like the well, Beatles you know, for what they were. The first but, three out but, of the gate are so wild with him. I know. Keep going. I'll, say, I'll, I'll just say Mozart. I like Mozart. Oh, the, music. No, right, listen, <laughs> Fox, Fox I'm not taking that. I'm not having him go. Second one, I know this shit, but Blink One Eight Two, <laughs> Eminem. I mean, he's only referring like three albums there, and then he just goes, you know what? Actually. Mozart. It's like that. If you wear the end, he just pulled out the most wan cancer of all time. You're like, actually, you know what? I better, wait a minute. I've got a blink on it too. Eminem. They're going to think I'm a total plebe. Um, Beethoven. But I actually like to read the notes just and imagine it in my head, like he did. Like, I'm out. Whatever. He, pr- he prints out the music sheet. You, you couldn't. Like no, here's the, the thing. Rich. Is mine. I'm going to say this right now. Right, you couldn't name ten things by Mozart. You actually mean for real? Your mom got one of those things that you used to buy from a catalogue, where it's like the best of Mozart, and it has that Boston on the front. You don't know the tracks. There's no way. Well, no, the thing is, it's not with. Obviously, I don't know the name of the specific piece of music, but he obviously he did like operas and shit as well, which are like absolutely <laughs> no, bangers. And you've watched those, have you? You've yeah. heard those. I've seen Marriage of Figaro. Have, I've seen. If you have them, fair enough. Fair enough, Ben. So we okay. forget this is this is this is the French. The Swiss Alps, yeah, Matt. Okay, so the, the, yeah. this is it's, we're seeing with the realm of possibilities. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Blink One Eight Two. Well, sorry, they're not first. Bruce Springsteen, Blink One Eight Two. <laughs> Put them in that order. That order as well. By and the then way. do the third as Mozart to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Okay. There Obviously, like it was it. a toss up there. It was hard to pick between Eminem and fucking Mozart. Like, I know what it, he's already been so ridiculous up the gate. I don't know. Has he done that? Has he done that? Venn diagram of Eminem and Mozart fans. No, Eminem's not made the cut, mate. Blink182 took Eminem's spot. It's, okay. it's Blink182, then Mozart in that order. Thank you very much. In that order. All right, Thorin, you're going to have to cleanse us a bit on this one. Now, I also feel like the problem is his is almost as like a comedic element. Managed actually bands, and you have to you have to know the band to know if it's good or not. There's nothing, there's nothing funny about man. So these are for some of these first ones. I was just looking up for the show, so I've got these already. I've got to go with Boards of Canada, which if you know, you will have heard. By the way, anyone who's in the UK has heard this. You might not know. They're, they've always the background music to like nature documentaries and fucking like stuff like that. Uh, it's basically like an electronic IDM group or whatever the fuck that genre was called back in the day. Uh, cinematic Orchestra, which is a new jazz, which is a different type of genre than jazz, because I actually find jazz quite wanky, but this is like sort of like, think of almost like hip-hop elements sort of shaded into it. Not really, but you know what I mean? That sort of a sensibility. It's more melodic, basically. And then the last one, fully enough, another one in a million documentaries, if you have watched anything in the UK or Channel 4, is Burial, the uh, electronic artist who actually came out of dubstep. But when I say that, you're all going to think it's like... It's not like Skrillex. This is actually in theory what dubstep was supposed to be. And then it developed into a different, like, this guy basically almost has his own style of music. So there's my three. There you go. 
And they're ones okay. where, for real, I don't actually use the Spotify's of the world, and I actually am the boomer who has Winamp, and I pull up the exact song I want. But <laughs> I, if I had to, if I did have that functionality where I could see what was most played, like these three would almost certainly be top of my most played. Jesus. I just want to clarify, by the way. Obviously, there are like loads of random things where people are like, do you like this? I'm like, oh, yeah. And then uh, my answers are actually legit. They may have happened to be, you know, comedic okay. or whatever. I, sta- I stand by All them. Right. I stand by them. It was well scripted if it was. If you're like a Carl Pilkington cap character, you nailed it on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that is yeah. a Carl Pilkington answer. There you go. You nailed sure. it. <laughs> uh, gosh, I feel like such a, I'm going to feel like such a normie in my Come answers. On. But my. my... I don't know if I could put them in any order because I'm not like mega, I'm not on, mega music fan. This, this okay. fucking this preamble. I'll say, I'll say number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in Foo Fighters because I have a lot of respect okay. for Dave Grohl. I think he's a brilliant musician. He was the drummer in Nirvana. He was he was in Queens of the Stone Age as well. And obviously he's you know front man in in Foo Fighters. Does a lot of things like. Tenacious T and stuff. I just think he's a brilliant musician. He seems like a really good person. Well, as like well. Dave Grohl and Besky, then maybe Foo Fighters. Yeah, like Dave Grohl and yeah, I think Foo Fighters is like quite. Yeah, a, it's quite a. That's a fair uh, shot. Yeah, like it's. I don't know what the what word I'm looking for. Like, like neutral, sort of. unoffensive. Like, oh, right, I see what you mean. You know, it's just chill. Like, it doesn't matter what mood you're in. And if yeah, I went sure. to a concert, like I know I wouldn't get like murdered or offered like heroin. I probably would, to be fair. But you know what I mean. Like, uh, I will say. To be fair, I don't really think Dave Grohl, you know, it's not he's not really feeling heroin nowadays. It's really not, you know. <laughs> no, that's probably Although true. to be fair, I will say, without heroin, where would the Foo Fighters be? That's that's the same. <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that in someone. I don't okay, think that's so against the US. By the way, uh, just to I'm... burst your bubble on Dave Grohl quickly, there's an Come unread on, no. book that got given to uh to to me by a, a, rel- a relative. Um which is his autobiography called Storyteller. I haven't read it because I read the back page, which is also written by him, and it is the most... You you will change your answer just by reading that back page, by the way. It's fucking mind-blowing how horrendous that is. So, I don't know. Anyway, carry on, Fox, carry on. But if anyone who's got that book, or just Google, like, Dave Grohl Storyteller back page and read that shit. It's fucking... Yikes. Okay, uh... I'm I'm gonna choose to live in ignorance and pretend that such thing doesn't exist. And Dave Grohl's the best. Uh, I'm putting my chemical romance in my top three as well because they were the first three tears for Sweet Avengers, the first album I ever bought when I was like ten years old, and so much nostalgia linked to that band. But okay. they're not a band I would want to see live because I'm that whole kind of emo scene and stuff. Like obviously we all had it. Well, you guys maybe I don't actually know how old you guys are, but I assume you're probably maybe too old for the emo scene, like emo phase during secondary school. I don't know if that was really in. I don't think that was the problem, school. mate. I think it was more. Uh, really mash it anyway. Yeah, yeah, not sure. really my. Not yeah, really that's my fine. Well, okay, okay, but uh, yeah, fair enough. So I'm putting them in there, and I don't know who I do as as my third one. I think uh, that is a fuck. I actually. Yeah, I should have thought about it. It's literally Mozart. the first question. I'm not even... Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of Chopin, maybe. He's probably more up there, more of a Chopin-type person. Um, no, I, I don't know. I would just say, fuck it. Um, let's go with Fall Out Boy. I don't know. Like, I, I was going to say, yeah, probably like Panic and... at the Disco or some shit if yeah. you're into those... Those it's bands. true. I, as I, like I said, I feel like a normie. My, my Do you feel bad cultured. almost about saying the thing about Euphoria? Because the joke is all the answers you just gave yeah, me, I actually me, think yeah. they would have given. You could have fit right in there, mate. 
Literally, it is Fair literally enough. that. At least I'm okay. self-aware about yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay? true. That's <laughs> and fair. I haven't made any shit up. Well, by I'm the way, there's going to be a question about this later. I also think there's no problem whatsoever having a guilty pleasure if you just know they were guilty pleasure. You can't just be yeah. like this guy. When I once met a guy, right? I, look, I liked the band Nirvana when I was a teenager, but this was one of those guys who has really listened to like every live fucking bootleg, and he would like unironically tell you stuff like Kurt Cobain was like a top three guitarist of all time. It's like. Mm. I can't do. I can't be doing it, mate. If you like, unless you know that it's a guilty pleasure, I can't be doing this. I can't. You know, get me out. I'm out. All right, let's move on to our next question from Super Nib. What's your favorite non-mainstream slash obscure music? I feel like your top three, Thorin, was probably that. I've not heard of yeah, any of them, and, and they're okay. people from the background of documentaries. So we might be, okay. we might omit you from from this question. Okay. Oh, actually, um, I have some, I have some overlap, which also gives some legitimacy as well as my previous answers. Because mine, uh-huh. unironically, I don't know what band specifically I would pick, but I'd say symphonic metal, which is for those mm. who don't know, is the blend of. Oh, to be honest, it's more rock usually than like metal, but basically rock with operatic elements wherever it's it be. the nightwish well yeah nightwish nightwish like some of night the problem with Classic. nightwish some of nightwish is terrible but some of it's really fucking good like the in fact the guy thomas whatever he's called his nickname is metal mozart there you go google yeah. it isn't it was literally metal <laughs> mozart so yeah i mean some of their stuff is super pretentious and like some of the lyrics like that for those who don't know they do this thing where they like deliberately try and make the words not scan and shit and some of it's just a bit whack but some of it is really fucking good as well like if you just put down like their best 15 they probably wouldn't even want you to call them tracks pieces on paper like that they'll all be legit as fuck so yeah I, i'm i'm a big symphonic metal fan bands like epica and stuff as well are all right not as good but yeah nightwish actually are probably the kings of that genre and arguably uh, the originators my answer to this question is 8-bit covers of other music there's, there's there's a band called chinese football club they do some really good 8-bit songs they, they they're like a rock band but then they also do like 8-bit versions of their own songs it's like that's not like i was gonna say it's not like nightcore or something is it where you get like no 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 no. it's more like chip i don't know if no yeah it's it's no 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 it's not like that you have me worried the audio the audios are like the it's all the same like they all sound the same it's just instead of like guitar melody it's done like electronically and, and stuff which i think is it's pretty cool uh, i am i am avoiding you from answering this question we're gonna move i've got some good ones though because there's an overlap for that i'll give you a few quick ones because okay, okay. there's an overlap here's the overlap yeah. i unironically it's on my music player i like to listen to the old amiga chip tunes that were in the crack things when you got the gear so the guy yeah. mac tone is probably the goat of that music yeah. if you ever listened to it you've, you've heard of this music in weird obscure place i've got a few more for you if you like drum and bass i've got a really obscure one which is the alias of a different guy it's called alaska it's a type of drum down tempo drum and bass it's very minimalistic uh here's a good one for you a guy called nomak who's some sort of like french japanese guy basically if you like you know uh nujabez which people only know from listening to double lifting like 2013 it's like that genre of music except not nujabez so spoiler you don't have to listen to the same four albums and go just shame me dad no shame you won't expand your musical horizons now i'll give you one more which is uh, a group called... Actually, I'll give you one just to annoy people like Rich, because he would never like this if you listen to it. Someone called Alan Holdsworth, who was like a legendary prog rock guitarist. And every one of his songs is about nine minutes long, and it's all like jazz guitar. And listen, you just have to... If you can't tune into it, you can't appreciate it. That's the thing. It's, I wouldn't have liked it 20 years ago, probably. There you go. There's a few for you. All right. 
Let's go on to our third question from Bacon for Days and Marscopic. Wow, great minds think alike. Two people asking the same question. Which TV series went downhill the most? And you're not allowed to pick Game of Thrones. Um, I will start on this one because I'm not a TV person. So my answer is going to be somewhat basic. I'm going to say that 70s show. And yeah, I'm proud of that answer. I'm proud of that I, answer. I did, no, here's because... the thing. I could agree with you, but I can't, I can't understand the conception of where you think it began. That's, what I, that's <laughs> what's shocking. It's one of the greatest TV shows of all okay. time. Okay. There's not, honestly, it's just so cozy. I'm, I'm like, I, I watched that and I'm like, I'm like the guy. Oh my goodness. I'm like that meme of the guy who's like sitting in darkness with his, with the, 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 the light from his, his monitors just like, you know, whatever, lighting up his face. Because I, you know, and just seeing like the concept of like having a friend group like that and they're all just hanging out together and all just jumping into, you know, just like, chilling out like that. I'm just like, oh, what, what a dream, what a dream. So, so like I friends. Live <laughs> that's, yeah. that's so fucking I live vicariously through that 70s show. And okay. I do think it's funny and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I do think that 70s show See, is funny. Dorian's but reaction it's... to that was like, in my head, because I've never seen it, by the way, but my re- I know what it is. My reaction to that, I was just thinking... I, I just substituted that show for how I met your mother and thought, yeah, when does it's that? Same shit. Yeah, when does that? Same shit. If it was, if it was it's not, it's not like you know, it's not it's like very you know, similar. I've, I've I've seen I've seen some quality shows, you know, like Breaking Bad, obviously, bro, Better Call Saul, things like that. Like you know, and they're good shows. But I didn't really fall off to be honest, so I can't put them in my answer. But like I said, I'm not a huge TV person. Okay, so that's by the way, though, what you just said there, though, here's what people wouldn't realize: the reason all these shows are the same thing, by the way. Like Friends was obviously the female version. Is that is literally what the purpose of the show is? It's some yeah. sort of fucked up vicarious friend group that makes yeah, you feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what it would be like to live in a big city, be I'm, popular. You know, I'm it fully, is. I'm fully aware that fair that enough. Then, what it's Fair doing enough. To my brain. And the, the thing is, so I think it's the last series, maybe the last two series. I can't remember, but two of the main characters buggered off because they, you know, that certain show blew up and they spoilers. got really spoilers. Spoilers. No, no, not literally. <laughs> That's not what that show is about. It's not. It's it's the American version, not the Japanese version. And uh, what, what's his face? Topher Grace was on Spider Man. He was Venom. Yeah. So he, he disappeared for the last yeah. season. Um. Yeah. And that way it was so shit without them. So that went downhill. Down, downhill most. And Danny Masterton or Masterston, one of those two, whatever his name is, who played Hyde. I don't know if. if you know, you're not going to know this necessarily, Rich, because you didn't watch the show. I don't know if you know either. But if anyone listening to this knows that something's showing, you know Hyde. The actor who played him is a complete dickhead and is is getting, you know, a lot of the cast are Scientologists, which is which sucks. And, and right. he's like a known, fucking left turn out. And he's, he's, a, he's like a he's a he's a he's a he's a rapist. Uh... And. <laughs> And, going, I know, fucking hell. and it's ruined that 70s show obviously you know <laughs> it, that there's there's, there's bigger problems at play than the fact that it's ruined a tv show but that is the issue that's an issue it's like i watched that as my comfort show i'm like god that's that you know it's all cool and it's great no they're all wankers not all of them but man, i hate it when fucking it scientology me. and rapists ruin a good show man that's Isn't just... it like literally so that's <sighs> that's my answer um dorian what are you, what's the the tv show that you think has gone downhill the most oh we're supposed to pick one I didn't yeah. know if we were meant to pick one for this. I had a few that just I had. One. Well, well, you Let know, me see. Let's just throw off some... Yeah, I'll give you a couple. Like cool. one, I'll just give it for the kids out there. Because on the one hand, they're going to go, Oh my God, he mentioned anime. That is why I've built my whole identity on and trying to meet women. <laughs> and then, but you're also, they'll be really just... I mean, it's also a base take. Everyone knows it. Death Note's an obvious one. 
it just becomes an intolerably shit halfway through. Like it was a good concept, the beginning parts, like maybe the first what twelve, fifteen episodes were good, and then it get there's a certain point in the show which just becomes really fucking terrible. And like if you stick with it to the end, you you regret it. It's one of those ones like Game of Thrones. You wish you could go back. Another one would be it's just a classic, The Simpsons. I mean, mm. look, it's because they ran it forever, but that mm. gets so appallingly bad after, like, I'm going to say, what, like, 10 seasons or something, maybe even less. I might even be being generous there. Uh, I think one that people never mention, I think because people were just fans of the show, was The X-Files. That was really mm. good for the first few seasons. I, 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 basically, it almost had, like, the movie elements in the series. I think really good cliffhangers. Then that just became a show with it, like, it became almost, like, too self-aware of itself and just became what it's supposed to be, which means it becomes shit. And then the one other one I was going to say, just it's a bit of a fucking edgy take for all you Americans out there, has got to be Black Mirror. Because when it was just that British show, it was like three episodes a season. It was just like one concept. It was like basically like a really high concept, uh, high budget fucking uh, Twilight Zone. And then when they made it the American one for Netflix, it just fucking, the quality controls went right down the fucking wall and they was banging out shit episodes left, right and centre. And it was just more like, ooh, isn't that weird? It's like, it's supposed to be clever, you fuck, not just stupid shit happening. So like that <laughs> fighting game one, spoiler, was just fucking appalling. So anyway, there you go. That's mine. All right, what about you, Rich? Yeah, I would say, with Black Mirror, there was, like, after the first season, or however many there was, there were, like, one or two gems still. But then some of them were so bad, it beg a belief. Like, if that was your only... If you got unlucky, because obviously you don't... For those who don't know, you don't have to watch them in order or, or anything. If oh, you just selected not. a random one based on blurb and you got unlucky, you would never watch a second one. Yes. Like, they were that shit. Um, I'll say something really obvious, I guess, which is Prison Break. And the pr- the problem with Prison Break is, spoiler, close your ears if you don't want to hear this, they break out of prison in the first <laughs> season. They yep. get out. The last episode is yeah. them escaping. So then already the show is just kind of doomed because you're like, uh, well, what's going to happen now? Spoiler again, they get put back, back in prison <laughs> and have to break out again. So it's like, come on, guys. I didn't really think this one through. So, yeah, I'll just say, I'll just say Prison Break. Uh, oh, actually, another one which is complete. Oh my god, American Office. Fuck me. Like, yeah. so the first season actually is that was terrible. My second answer. Because the first yeah. season of American Office, they literally tried to shoot it like shot for shot, like the UK one. But the UK one is like quintessential <laughs> British, so it just doesn't work at all with an American audience. Then they're like, okay, that was dumb. So then season two and three and four, let's say, are like really good and nothing like the original show. Like just did their own thing. Uh, so that was good. But then it gets so fucking zay. Like it's, I, I mean, Fox, it sounds like you've seen it, but like yeah. Will Farrell, they're doing invi- yeah. invisible juggling. It's like, it gets, it's, it's, no. <laughs> it, Steve Earl leaves the show and... Yeah, and they also just make it work, and it's just wank. They also just decided to do the classic American thing of like they have to get like the main characters together in like the most corny, awful way and make happy family. Like just shit. Like completely. I mean, the thing about the good thing about the British office is like it's just they're the most ordinary people on the planet. And that's the other thing. Like the main characters in the main office, like the gym guy over, he's way too good looking. The, the receptionist is too good looking. Like the whole point oh of the office is they're meant to be like yes. b- your average Joe. Literally, Tim is the average Joe. Maybe a bit smarter than most people based on Reddit. Definitely a lot smarter than most people. But he is still like quintessential average Joe. And they just, they had to Hollywood it up, didn't they? So yeah. That's why, by the way, yeah. to me, it will always be jarring. 
that like, I remember when they were like, we're going to make the Hobbit movie. Man, I was starring. Like, obviously, I was interested. And then when they had Martin Freeman, I was like, the kind of the office is in the Hollywood. What? And then he's in all of them now, mate. I, yeah. That's one of those ones where Americans really do just get tricked by the accent. Like, what are you doing? That is just your blogs, you fucking idiot. Dude, dude that, <laughs> yo, your comment, your comment at the end there, Rich, reminds me of the Inbetweeners USA. Oh, Holy no. fuck. So yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm not gonna go into too much depth here. And if you if you're listening to this, you just got you got to watch like the bus wankers scene. It's like there's like I saw like a side by side comparison video, and it was like horribly fuck. It's not even funny. Like it's it's painful to watch. I'm gonna put a, a pic real quick here in the Discord. This is the casting for the US in between us, right? I don't know if you've seen the UK one. It would probably would help if you if you knew that. But the state of our Hollywood guys, these you're guys gonna, are, You're going to have to Google it if you're... About yeah, the, the bottom left is Will, who's like the nerdiest motherfucker in the world. And they made him some kind of like... And um, Jay, who's meant to be... You know, he's just like... I don't know, socially just... Not Jay, who's... What's, um, it is Jay, it is Jay. Um, who's just like, just an idiot, basically. They've They've cast him as like literally an idiot like a clown like a buffoon and it's like oh. no he's just he's just your average he's meant to be like your average kid who's just completely stupid but uh, yeah it's completely unrelatable because mate just that's just horrible. american tv isn't it like the problem yeah. there as you're saying is they will even take like this guy's a nerd and then it's still just like a fucking gq model yeah. whereas yeah. in the uk Glasses. the joke is you can have a movie yeah. where the woman's supposed to be super hot it's just some woman who could be down your street being like fair yeah. enough okay because she's a good actress yeah literally. it's the opposite mentality in it absolutely yeah. awful okay um, we, uh, I might, I might have to speed us up a little bit. Oh, We've got a lot more to go through. We've only done three. <laughs> so if you feel like you don't have a good answer, you give us a short one and just pass. It's fine. From Gash Bleach. Why is that allowed to be said out loud? <laughs> Where... going. Americans don't look it up. Keep going. You hadn't thought that through, had you, when he said it out loud? No. Like that. Someone clip that. Just clip him saying that. That's <laughs> 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 mental, I know. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I'll skip that question. We've got on here from Jenna Tools. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so, okay, favorite from Mr. Bleach asks, uh, favorite guilty pleasure TV show or media consumption? I'm just going to go with my, my previous answer, 70 show. So what are your guys' answers for that? I'll say Hell's Kitchen slash Gordon Ramsay, like doing up hotels and shit. The thing is, obviously it's just garbage reality TV, but, I have to have something on in the background, like when I'm working or whatever. I mean, I have ADHD for people who don't know, not fake American ADHD. Here's some pills, like actual real, you know, was diagnosed, actually get like extra shit in exams and all this kind of stuff. ADHD. So like I have background stuff. Like, Wait a minute. Play. You're getting it. You're that twat getting 20 minutes extra on the exam because of this fucking, oh no, it's real. That's fucked yeah. up. You shouldn't have said that last part. I would have, I would have forgiven it if it was just some nonsense yeah. that you're just going to say now, but you were getting extra time. And then I bet afterwards you're even going like, I got three A levels. You didn't get anything, mate. You got 20 <laughs> minutes extra. You cheated. There you go. And I would still be, I'd still be the cunt to finish 20 minutes early. And oh, there we go. That's even worse. Well, yeah. That's even more egregious. <laughs> That's like almost you've invalidated the whole premise of it. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? That was a joke. I used to say it was a joke. I used to be given a laptop with spell check on. Like, oh, well, there is a the answers in. I yeah, know. Fucking ridiculous. Hell. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll say that. And also, uh, the worst show, show I've ever probably ever watched is Jersey Shore. Watched that in university. But that was more like a drinking game bingo thing. Like, I didn't, oh. we didn't watch it, like, unironically. We, it, so, yeah. That's the sort of shit they make you watch in Guantanamo Bay or something, <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh, dear. What's your guilty pleasure, Doran? 
I've got two here because technically it said like medias. It doesn't have to just uh-huh. be fucking yeah. TV or whatever. So I went with, as music, it's just, I mean, listen, everyone in Counter Strike will know why. It's just the new metal genre, Limp Biscuit, Corn, and all that. Cause basically, look, yeah. when you're a teenager, it is actually good music if you don't know music. But also, if you know Counter Strike, because they literally associated it with the best frag movie moments ever, like the most epic yeah. plays, it just made both of them become intertwined in your brain and it made it epic. So that's, that's one. And then in terms of like movies and stuff, basically, it's all the old Kevin Smith movies. Basically, everything before he like went walk because of his daughter. Like they are just dick and fart jokes, but they're just really well executed. They're quite unique and sort of the setup. And they're also just movies I watched like a billion times. Cool. Uh, Alexander Vickery wants to know what our favourite British sitcom is. This is going to be mental, by the way, because the best thing is, if anyone names anything before about 10 years ago, any American who gets it, even if you find it, you're going to be so underwhelmed because you'd have yeah. to know, like, British culture. That you, like, I'll give you a mad example. I might be out in him here. No, I won't say the name of who then. Put it this way, an American who works in eSports came to the UK and he goes, someone told me to watch this peep show and I watched mm. the first episode. <laughs> it's not even funny. And I just sort of said, like, you're just an idiot, man. Like, you actually, it's, it's not a show you watch like that. Like, it's not a fucking house of cards or something you daft got. Like, but anyway, you, you get the point. So come on, Rich, yeah. what you hit me with. Uh, so, well, The Office is up there. Like, The Office was... The original UK yeah, one? the original UK one. Uh, Blackadder, specifically Blackadder Goes Forth, I think is like timeless genius um one which some people might not know as well unless you are british and were around at the time of a watching age let's say is there was a political a satirical show called the thick of it which is really fucking good it's like a political sit no, it's not really a sitcom comedy whatever i don't know counts i'm counting it um and Fox mentioned it earlier, like for its time, maybe it won't date that well and you have to kind of be of a certain age, I guess. But in between us, it's a classic. Like, I, again, I haven't seen it really since since it aired. I think I might have seen it once like, a couple of years after. So maybe it's just shit now. No idea. But no, it in, still holds up. <laughs> in between us is, was a banger. Because again, it's like, it, but again, it's very quintessentially British. And if you're sat there as an American, like my school was nothing like that, then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not for you, buddy. Yeah. It's definitely not for you. So, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. What about you, Thorne? thing is, even though we're only talking about British sitcoms, which, by the way, are fairly low brow, my, my answers are going to seem high brow compared to Rich's. That's what's mad. So I'll give you two. One is going to be I'm Alan Partridge, which was the... Uh, look, yeah. like, the problem yeah. with that is you have to know the context of the original one before to know why. Basically, it's like it's like sort of in the vein of the UK office, if you know what that is. Yeah. It's sort of the shit where you, you're sort of laughing, but at the same time, your skin is crawling at someone making a fool out of themselves who doesn't know that they're making a... Basically, it's like what reading Foscorin's Twitter... <laughs> Everything has to always tag back in. You have to understand that. That's the way it goes. And then the other one, this is like a bit of a reach because you have to know, this is what's weird about UK television, especially if it's on Channel 4, which is a commercial one, but the least watched, or BBC 2, where it's the taxpayers' money so you can put anything on. Spoiler, that's where things like Black Mirror came from. There's a show, which if you know a bunch of other shows around them, this is like an intersection of all of them once. It was a show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, where it's sort of like a, a four mockumentary type thing mixed with like horror elements and it's just like again if you understand all the stuff going into it it's it's like a super it's one of those things where it's like it's super niche as to whether you can enjoy the humor but if you can it's very funny my answer to this i'm gonna say in between this is up there uh i really i think peep show and mitchell webb look are fucking funny as well i love those um yeah that's gonna be my answers moving on from mogreg most rewatched mu- movie, movie slash TV show, and 
why we may have sort of covered some of this maybe maybe i don't know so, but i uh, know what my answer is okay so hit us i mean i'm a massive like lord of the rings nerd and it's definitely lord of the rings so easy okay. one for me but why why lord of the rings why are you such a lord of the rings nerd? i just think and quick thoughts on the new series if you've watched it uh pass on i have seen it up until now. i i'm still undecided i'm I, okay. I, but a lot of that is an internal battle to want to like it i think uh, yeah so i don't know but no i mean i just think Tolkien's the, probably the best world-building writer of all time, and I think the movies, even though they differ massively <laughs> from the books, like just insane world-building and super immersive. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What have you rewatched the most there, Thorne? You mentioned uh, the uh, Evan Smith ones. Evan... Yeah, so I'll go with yeah. Clerks, his first movie. Yeah, probably watched that a billion times. Spoiler. Y'all know the way I do. I wasn't sober while I was watching it a million times. There you go. I was about that. There you go. I was even using, actually, a sort of chemical that helps delete part of your memory. Because that, that, that's what you haven't thought about, you fools. You guys go, it destroys your memory. Motherfucker, I need my memory destroyed. I'm on this God level where I can't not remember everything. So I need to sort of... <laughs> t- Let's just quiet it down a little bit. Let's all get nice and quiet. Just enjoy some decomfaction. And then the other one, I'll go with the TV show, because I've genuinely I've watched this a billion times. It's Seinfeld. I could really mm. watch that. It's another show, by the way. Don't, it's not a series. You can watch any episode. I could watch like any episode of that probably a thousand times. See, so Seinfeld's like Seinfeld Seinfeld super interesting because I find that it's like you had to watch... This is pure conjecture, by the way. This is my theory. I find that like you had to watch it at a specific time. Like, In the 90s, yeah. Yeah. And, and then if you re-watch it, you can then like just transport Access yourself that time again. yeah yeah, yeah. oh it really is like that yeah i didn't because i didn't watch it at the time but then everyone who did whose opinions i respect on that stuff was like oh it's so good like you have to watch whatever yes. and then i've tried to watch it on a few separate occasions i'm like this is objectively garbage i'm like this is actually just bad and the thing is i'm told it's well written and it seems like it's really badly written and then like the stand-up sections are like cringe worthily but i think it's just that i watched it way too late it's now dated beyond like my bubble of what i how i frame everything and that if i had watched it earlier i'd have liked it but for me it doesn't work like at all and so i'm kind of sad that i never watched it like at the time um because we only had terrestrial tv back then so we didn't uh like i i had to wait basically until it became a thing so yeah i know what you mean but here's the thing i would say it's also because and there's actually a lot of stuff in media like this it's also one of those things where everything it did well other people just like ruthlessly stole and copied and influenced it holds it plus the problem is if you don't know like what the original by the way it's the same with loads of other stuff that i can't get into that's why i can't get into monty python for example to me i watch it i'm this is ropey as fuck (laughs) how's this funny you know what i mean like so yeah there's certain stuff i just can't go back on and say same way. My says, uh, the thing I've watched the most has to be the Austin Powers films. The first two are, <laughs> are fucking quality. Weird. There's one fucking thing that quality. could have been in that question before. Austin How Powers 1. No, listen. I, not the pleasure. one. Austin Powers 1. Okay. Great movie. Austin Powers 2. Really funny. Oh, Things that yeah, dropped yeah, off. Yeah. Number three, remember, yeah. that was when Mike Myers, I was like, I'm sorry, Mike Myers, no more movies from you. Like, yeah. you are, don't know what, you've lost the more, you lost the module at number two. Like, it's gone yeah. for you. That's not how bad the third that one is. That is really insane, shit, yeah, it? I agree. That Holy is really shit. garbage. Because the it's second really one was banging, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both really fucking funny. The first two are really, really funny. Uh, and I like Mike Myers. And I, gave, I also really like ice hockey. And so I watched, um, oh, Love Guru. Yeah, Love Guru. Because that's... Yeah. The story is like Toronto Maple Leafs player is, you know, he's a star player, but he can't, 
he's got problems at home and so he can't perform in the playoffs and so Mike Myers comes through as this semi-racist stereotypical you know like love guru type thing and tries to solve it but that's just a shit film as well so yeah I don't know but the first two Austin Powers films I've watched them so many times and I always if when when I get like a new girlfriend I always that's like one of the first things we watch together because I'm just like I haven't this seen it for test. ages <laughs> what about literally. you oh, what literally I'm like I have to see if you find it's funny or not to see whether or not you're worth my, my time. I bet you even do that a really annoying thing where you just keep going, what, watch this part, look, yeah, no, watch this. this. Look, wait, get ready for what he's about to say now and then they're just going like, not fucking arse. Like, this guy's <laughs> pissing me off already, I know. Uh, moving on from Dawlish. What is your favourite book? Wow. Uh, yeah. You guys have a favorite book? Was there like a biography of Mozart or something? Rich, or whatever you're going <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to be super boring and just double up. It's Lord of the Rings. Oh, there yeah. we go. Book, so there we go. There you That's go. fair. Easy okay. peasy. What's your Spock drop? Gosh, I don't think I've really read a book like that properly since I was forced to in secondary school. Um, and before, I loved reading when I was a kid in primary school, and I read so much Roald Dahl stuff. <laughs> Sorry, and listen, like, that, if you just said school, it'd it. be fine. When you said primary school, it's like, bro, isn't that when like you're learning to read and stuff? Like, uh, it's like it's like when you're like, uh, like, <laughs> and you're, you should, you can't go back like, to those. Like I know exactly. No, I'm yeah, just thinking like what could be young. on the list. I, I can't point. imagine. I can't even imagine. No, nah, literally, yeah. I was just it was it was obviously with the children books but i love i love reading really old stuff so i'd probably want to there's a book out there it, it, i've got it upstairs actually. it's like it's called uh, the big red book of roald Dahl or something and it's like this huge like a i don't know what a3 bigger than a4 at least and it's like all illustrated or whatever and it's like extra excerpts from like all the most famous scenes or whatever from Roald Dahl books like the fire monster and the mimpins and shit like this and it's fucking insane like the drawings and everything in yeah no those are banger kids books yeah what about you then Darren? what's your favorite book I've got two these are easy I've got them on deck so one is God Emperor of Dune which is the fourth in the Dune series which as I always say the same thing every time the problem with that is a million morons think the first Dune book's good and then go just stop after that whereas actually like, I actually think the third, fourth and it just gets mega but the fourth is where it goes to the absolute zenith basically I'm almost certain they'll never get there in the movies because if they did I can't tell you the premise without utterly ruining the whole series but like where it actually goes to if you think Dune was epic like what a great law it's like that times 1000 is where it goes to in the fourth one it's one of the only books I've ever seen really nail like a super high concept and then the other one even though technically it's a fucking comic book it's actually one of those ones where the cliches are right sometimes Watchmen by Alan Moore is just fucking unbelievable like and that's one of those ones where it's so well constructed you can just go back and read it again I always think the real sign of like great writing is it doesn't matter that you know what happens it still just works the same way and each cog Kicks into the next one and moves the machine along, so it's just mega. It's just mega. I actually thought the movie was underrated as well. Like I thought people hated on that way too much. Obviously, it's not like anything on the book, but I thought it was pretty good. And the funny thing about June is I actually have read the, the first one and not the others, but I'd never heard like no one had been in my ear saying, "Oh, don't bother." I just so happened to not have read them. But no, the real not- problem it has is this: the second book is easily the weakest of the six, and it's really short, but it's just all like political intrigues. It's not like action. So essentially, it's just so different from the others it just turns people off but that's why to me the fact that it's short just get through it and get to the mm. third one then you'll you'll be you'll be laughing like season two of twin peaks but probably not even that bad Branny boy asks what tv show movie or comic was truly too ahead 
of its time. This is a great question, by the way. This is not a bad yeah. question. It's a pretty good one. That's actually. a good question. Yeah. I mean, you can make and... an argument for Watchmen in certain respects, I guess, a little bit. Go on then. So but, I mean, you if you, I mean, the obvious what like stuff like The Matrix or Two Thousand and One: Space Odyssey, of course, like would be up there. Um, but you could also interpret it, I guess, as like from a filmmaking perspective, like Citizen Kane, for example, is an obvious one. Easy. The way they yeah. shot it. Um, by, the, by the way, there's an ultimate classic of an example. Like, I actually do really like Orson Welles movies, but there's another one where someone now is going to go, yeah, shit, but that's because you cannot know how yeah. revolutionary it was because you've seen all the other movies yeah. in history since. Oh, okay, here's one for the kids, actually. For for people of my generation, at least, right? Jurassic Park, there you go. Like, look at the Jurassic look Park. at the combination of like yeah. practical effects and CGI that they use. That movie came out in 1995. And then go and look at some of the fucking movies that come out today. Speaking of fucking Rings of Power, by the way, I won't give anything away. There's a scene in that which has some CGI'd beast or whatever, and it is way worse than Jurassic Park. Like, in terms I think of I saw a screenshot of that. And like how it's like, like fucking thing. unbelievable. 1995, mate. It's nearly 30 yeah. years ago. Like, what are we doing? So yeah, I'll I'll say those. I mean, in terms of like, even though it's the most recent one I've mentioned, so it's kind of cheating a bit. I do think the Matrix is actually just. There are so many frightening parallels in that movie. It's fucking nuts. Like it is just so well made from that aspect. It's a shame that uh, any movies were made after it in the same series. But it I is my joke is there weren't any. I always yeah. just say it's a shame they never made any sequels. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know what Zion was like again. Yeah. No, I think the first one is the only one out there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as soon as to be honest, the second one, I was like, okay, with as soon as the architect scene, I'm like, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. You did the Oh, like... mate, that's one of those ones where anyone who just sat through that, just like normally going, like, I'm understanding all this, and it seems perfectly fine. That was almost a scene designed to infuriate you, written by like a sixth yeah. form student. You know where he was going, like, the problem becomes a matrix, becomes a problem that the exits would have. And like, I'm like, it's just like, can, is there a refund I can get on this? This is fucking mental. Why am I watching this movie? And I always say this, by the way, the worst thing about that series, this is why it sucks, is because the first one's so good, you still go and watch the third one, and then you're like, they got me twice on this fucking shit. <laughs> Twice they got me because of that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any of those. I guess, again, from a filmmaking perspective, it's got to be Citizen Kane. It's like the most influential, I would think. But this answer, by the way, that is probably the like the fucking ultimate answer entirely. Because as I say, the problem is you can't know as a modern day pleb watching modern movies that like everything that you watch in modern movies comes from that movie and like what the concepts were and ideas of what shots you can do and how you structure a story. And, like, like that's the problem. So when you go back now, you're not going to see any of that. You're just going to go, it's just crap, isn't it? So I've got three answers for you on this one. I'm going across the board. So if we're going... Mm. It's another Kevin Smith one, but it's the one that no one's seen. Kevin Smith made Clerks into an animated TV series, but it got cancelled after like three episodes. You can get like six of them online or something. And it sounds terrible, right? No, the the joke is with all the TV shows for like adults and kids that exist now, it was just like 10 years ahead of its time. Like if it had come out with like when like some of the modern shows come out, it would have absolutely killed and it would probably be running on Netflix now. But because they tried to launch it way too early, it just crashed. And then a couple of the ones, and these are perfect ones like Citizen Kane in their genres. So there's a, 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 a 
European comic. It's not like an American Marvel or whatever. A European comic. The great thing about European comics, by the way, is they're not all about superheroes. They can be about anything. And the art's all for adults, and it's actually collector material. You're not supposed to be some kid who's 12 reading it. It's a series called The Incal by a guy called Alejandro Jodorowsky. And again, it's basically, if you ever read it, you'll think someone's exaggerating until you know, like, if you join the dots almost all sci-fi movies and comics since this came out have just ruthlessly copied off it taken concepts like everything blade runner early all of that shit all of that's just stolen from this directly and then similarly this is why i love that rich said the matrix because i'm sort of like you know that meme where it's like the guy with the gun behind i'm like the guy at the top with the sniper rifle looking at all of you (laughs) because there's some shit that the matrix absolutely ripped off there's even a story that these comics were on the set which is the series the invisibles by grant morrison and basically a lot of the concepts of like what's going on and like a kid who's being broken out of like a matrix type thing by people who can go and th- tra- there's loads of stuff basically that are like parallels in it. And it's one of those ones where like even though loads of Alan Moore movies have been made into TV shows and stuff, even some Grant Morrison stuff has been made into TV shows and movies. This is the one that never got made because the problem is the other stuff that copied it came right afterwards. And so even though he's always wanted this to be like the thing that had a TV suit, you're never going to get that through. You can't you can't bring the thing that influenced them all out years later and go like, look at this new thing because again, everyone's going to go, it's not a bit like The Matrix, even if they don't know the chronology, you know. I was worried you were going to say Akira because people No, I think always, that's mad over it. Yeah, people are always telling me like, you do realise The Matrix would never have existed without this amazing movie called Akira. So I was like, fuck it, it's anime, whatever, I'll watch it. It was fucking garbage. Like, I mean, maybe at the time it was interesting. I know the animation episode, was like revolutionary, but yeah, the actual yeah, sure, story is just average as fucking it, I know. All right, last question of this topic: movies. Do you TV, have one for that one? Do you have yeah, one? Yeah, well, I was going to say Jurassic Park. But oh, right, you're taking that as well. Like, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm too undercultured to. And I haven't watched any of these other films that well, you've mentioned. So, yeah, not bad. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, and and last question from from Friday asks: Which fictional world would you like to explore? That is a good. question. You mean next question, not last question, right? This is the last question of from this topic. The movie slash TV slash music slash book. I actually found this a really weird question, by the way, because I have to say, I, this is where I also do think y'all are on some different shit when you're watching movies. I'm not actually wanting to live there. It's in my imagination. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, yeah. I've decided to, I've got two answers for you and they're both troll answers. So one because this is just the based office. as fuck, but you'd have to really know about like what I mean by it. And I'm not going to explain I think the universe, as conceptualized and explained by scientists, of like a universe and like all these like laws, and you can, it's incredibly wide, it's infinite, and that's dark matter. That would be so fucking out there if that was real. Like I, I can't even, I can't even conceive what it would be like to live in that world. And basically, the Matrix. So then the other one, this is my troll answer, is obviously Fantasia from the Never Ending Story. Uh-huh. I just want to be that boy on that dog dragon. Nah, 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 nah. He's like, nah, not really. Who gives a fuck? I'm living by the way the real world's pretty fucking sick i don't mm. why does anyone need to opt out of the real world like it's obviously you know it's like an unlimited rpg where you can skill up every single possible skill and explore everything there's not even enough time to before you die like the real world's mega don't go in the harry potter and hogwarts or whatever the fuck why are you doing that <laughs> i i actually mega agree because all of the fantasy worlds must Bear in mind, okay, if you're exploring, you as an individual, as a human being, you, Dorian, Rich, myself, everyone listening to this, you are a pleb. Okay, so if you exist in those fantasy universes, you are the serf 
you know, you're the lo- not lies to the lawyer. I'm being a bit rude, but you know, you're not you're not the main character. That's like oh, a gosh. one in a million, one in a billion, whatever. So you've got to think, what does the average person do in this world? Yeah, you don't get and... to be a Jedi. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. You're one of the younglings. You're not even one of the younglings that gets brought down. You're one of the, you're you're like you're you're nothing. You know, you're ab- and it's just boring. And then you're probably there's probably like you know all it's it just replicated issues like with politics and like and and like class systems and stuff that we all have in the current world but 10 times worse and 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 whatever so most fantasy worlds even like lord of the rings right which is such an epic universe and like world building as you said you're dead if you walk around any corner literally (laughs) literally what is the point oh a giant spider (laughs) fucking hell like (laughs) what is this all these places as well like perpetually at war there's always massive class differentials it's always like a couple of kings like living it up and everyone else is fucked like yeah yeah. literally and that that that's so my answer is pokemon because i think that's the only series only fantasy series i can think of where it's just everything's mega chill. It's chill. It's okay. just chill. You know, like there's like your average person. No one, no one is moaning about anything. Everyone's trying to do the right thing because that's the anime spirit. And imagine you know, actually living in that though. That would be like some <laughs> sick fucking. That would be like a Black Mirror episode. Like yeah, it probably would be. But at least there are cute Pokemon around as well. What about you, though, Rich? What would you like to explore? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like bend the question a bit because. Uh, or not bend it, but I'm going to go a bit literal with it. It's like explore. So I'm going to assume I don't have to live there. Just like I get to take a quick peek around okay. or whatever. Uh, yeah. I still don't have an answer, but I don't know. Like I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm on the same in the same boat. Like I, I don't think I'd. You know, I don't ever look at some great fucking massive piece of world building and think, oh, God, I'd love to live there, wouldn't I? Like, even, oh, great, you get to be a wizard. Oh, great, because also half the wizarding world is trying to kill you as well. Like, Do you remember this? Like, I don't even know if this was real, because sadly, with the things I've seen and heard on the internet, now anything's on the table, boys. I can't even believe things are made up by the newspapers now. But you know, you remember this? I thought this was just some fake, like, hype for the movie. Do you remember when the movie Avatar came out? You might remember this story, Rich. And they kept saying in the papers, that there were people this fucking dog shit like remake of like yeah like fucking whatever Pocahontas. Last of the Mohicans and all that shit yeah right this when they made oh yeah sorry Pocahontas when they made this movie right they claimed that people were watching it and it was so good they were having depression because they couldn't just live in that world anymore <laughs> it was like I was like I, t- I don't know if I, if I want that to be true because they're such plebs or if I feel ashamed that I even entertained the idea of my mind that's so stupid as a premise it's mental in it I know my it's god mental. They should blindfold them and chuck them in the Serengeti or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So is that your answer? You you would like to... Wait, you don't have an answer. That was your answer. So you, don't, you wouldn't like to explore anywhere. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just say... You're abstaining from... I don't know. Like, yeah. Fuck Here's it. the comedy answer. The comedy answer is I'd love to live in the world that Forgiven thinks we live in because it's just a... T- it's not... It's not like so, night is day, up is down. It's, it's a totally different realm, I'm telling you. Basically, only like ADC champions are the same. Everything else is completely different. Everyone else is wrong. All categories are off. It's, like I'm saying, it sounds like a really crazy sort of alternate dimension. It's a bit like the I Mandela effect for your whole life. Because I just want to see like what would it be like? Just like yeah, yeah exactly. Because you know? I had to live in our world where it wasn't at all like that, sadly. Mm. That must be very difficult for you, Thorin. Let's move on to It was very topic. difficult for him was the problem, Fox <laughs> That was the thing. It was brilliant for me. I was loving it, yeah. We, we've got uh, hobbies slash sports is our next topic here. Uh, so from Reaper Sanguine, what is your favourite sport 
to what favorite sport slash okay wait let me favorite sport watch play growing up what was your favorite sport to play slash watch growing up versus your favorite sport to play slash watch now as an adult hmm. I'll I'll go first because I think I have answers for this one when I was younger my favorite sport to play slash watch was probably I I. I still would say it was hockey. So I play, I play like ice slash roller hockey and I was well into that when I was younger. Really enjoyed that and loved watching that as well. And now it's, the, the answer's the same. I still play it. And, and uh, to be honest, I don't watch it as much. I find watching sports a little bit. Like I fall asleep. I'm not going to lie. I just fall asleep watching sports. So um, my favorite is when like, you know, there's a big match from like England's in the Euros or World Cup or something. That's my favorite to watch because you feel like everyone's, everyone's like, Everyone cares, and then it's just, yeah, it's always entertaining. But what about you guys? Did you play any sports when you were younger, or do you play any now? Or, you know, just to watch if you didn't play them? Why is there an like, Have you thing. got a good answer? No, you've just reminded me, though, of like, a, of like, this is also why when you say that, some people in other countries, like, I guess Americans get it because they're also like mad nationalistic in that silly, like, jingoistic way. It's like, oh, it's just all the straight. But there's a British thing about like where people who don't even care about football do watch the mm. national team, but they watch it in a very British way that people won't be able to understand if they're American. So I'll give you an example. I won't say who, but when Andy Murray was in the final of Wimbledon, right? The one that he won, the first one against Djokovic, right? right? It's true, like the year before or whatever, he'd lost to Federer, right? When it was like the one where the riff came over. And so because famously Andy Murray, the whole thing about it, like he'd actually already won a Grand Slam by now, but famously the thing about him was he always comes second, which by the way, British people love because that is the sort of like, ah, I'm just a bloody loser, but I'm trying our best, <laughs> didn't we? It's like, you know, it's that sort of shit. So this is just what British people are like. When some, one of my relatives was walking past, I actually said to them, like, come in now, he's literally going to win Wimbledon if you remember the way that match was going, by the way, he actually dominated the match. Like, he actually, like, it wasn't even that close. And they came in, right? And they literally, I'm not joking. I said it went on, like, the last game or something. And I said, they're going to win now. Look, look at the score. And even though, this is, the, this is the way their brain works if they don't know the sport. Like, even though, essentially, at this point, you'd have had to have the most epic collapse ever to lose. They just went, he's going to lose it somehow and just walked out the room. Uh, and I was like, no, he's like, literally, he's like, up, like, it, he can't, almost can't. And then they just, they, did, they just went. Because that is what British people are like, mate. He was like, that person was like, I'm not going to invest myself. Nah, see ya. <laughs> no, my answer for this one, what would it be? It's not very sexy. Like, when I was in, but here's the problem is it would be like football because, spoiler, everyone just watched football when it was the 90s or whatever. So I'll actually spin that because I wasn't ever that interesting. I'll say it just to be cheeky. I'll say it's like professional wrestling, like WWE and WCW. Because when I was a kid, when you can do suspend disbelief, it is sort of like just a fun soap opera or something, isn't it? And then yeah. to watch now, the thing is, I don't play sports anymore. So I'd have to say to watch, it'd probably be sort of boring like the NFL, I'm afraid. I'm changing my answer, by the way, from when I was younger. I'm putting snooker. Because when, um, when I was living with my nan, I used to come home from school and I'd always get home at the time when the snooker was on. She was always watching it. And I'd sit in the chair with her and uh, I'd watch snooker. And it was actually relatively entertaining. I quite liked it. I quite liked snooker. It was quite fun. Go on, Rich. What's your favourite to watch slash play? Uh, so, yeah, when I was, like, going through school and stuff, I was, like, super into sports. Like, I was a county athlete. I played, uh, as in, like, at literally athletics, not, like, doing something else. I played, like, a lot of football at a fairly decent level. I played tennis. I didn't play it that much, so, but I always really loved tennis. Um, I love skiing. Like, now, and the sports I 
played, I guess, are the ones that I watched as well. Like, I didn't give a fuck about athletics, but I just did it because I was good at it. I didn't really watch it unless it was the Olympics or something. Um, football, like, yeah, I love football now. I love football back then. Um, tennis. Like, the problem I have now, if anything, is I watch, I watch like, every fucking mainstream sport, basically. There's only a few I don't watch. Like, I don't watch the NHL because I can't see the fucking puck on the screen. Um <laughs> And I yeah. don't really watch rugby unless it's international rugby because I, I find club rugby uninteresting to me. But yeah, I, I love NFL, I love the NBA. Um, football would be like the number one. I watch tennis for anyone who does like tennis was considering like a lot because uh, they don't really fucking advertise it properly. If you have an Amazon Prime account, they have so much fucking tennis on Amazon Prime. It's mental. You can I actually love Amazon Prime. Prime. I was aware of that. Yeah, no, it's, they don't <laughs> advertise it mental. at all. The There's so much tennis on okay. Amazon Prime. Um, and they have like a, a arch- some archive games as well from like classic matches or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's not really changed that much. I mean, I haven't played football in like fucking ages, but I also had some uh, health issues and stuff. By the way, if there. someone's an American, they never know the sport. Look, I, I, like, as you can see by me, Rich, we've, we've totally embraced American sports. Some of them are really good, but the sad thing you'll never know is because you're only watching them and everyone's telling you to watch soccer or football. Football's about a thousand times more fun to play than it is to fucking... And by the way, five-a-side's usually the best. You're not really doing mm. studs. and all. Just play a five-a-side with like a ball indoor. It's mad fun. You don't even yeah, have to yeah. be good. It's like Counter-Strike. You can yeah. be the bad player and you can still have fun. I, I, yeah. I, as someone who like took take took and takes football like very seriously, like five aside slash seven, Shit, isn't it? it's by far the most fun version by far. And I the always foreign... say it's the best exercise because you're not actually thinking about the exercise. You just run after the ball. Yeah, you get a mad <laughs> workout in. It's and good. That, and as Soren says as well, it's actually this magical connection of like what you don't want to happen, and also you are disincentivized to do. Which is if you play five aside, you're usually playing on like astroturf or something. You're not allowed to slide tackle, and if you think you're a funny cunt and you do, well, have fun with those legs all yeah. cut up to shit. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, the ground will punish you for cheating. So, no, nah, five sides banger. All right. From Amy XOX OnlyFans. If you could be a top 10 player in any <laughs> traditional sport, <laughs> what would it be? Mm. It's a guy, isn't it? Amy XOXO OnlyFans. It it's probably oh, a, no, guys probably on a the internet. Come on. I've got a good one for this because I've actually yeah. thought about it on a bunch of angles here while you were asking it, which is I'm not just going to do it because like, this guy is good or whatever. I'm actually going to do it for like like the circumstances they're in, their career. Because here's the problem. The trick that will fuck you on a lot of this, in my opinion, is I know you can obviously say you could live your life differently, but you would be that person. Like you would actually be that person and live, and I'm assuming live similar career to them, right? So actually what people don't know, same with esports, by the way, is a lot of the greatest of all time were either like really boring or they actually had shit lives or people like my, like you might think you want to be Michael Jordan, but you don't know what a nutter this guy was in real life. Like it seems like you never had fun. Basically like only winning was fun to people like that. Similarly, if you want to be like Maradona or something, yeah, guess what? He becomes a massive cokehead and ruins his whole life and his family and becomes a fat mess. So I've actually picked what I think is the perfect one because it's the combo of it. it would be so much fun to have this guy's skill set to have the career he had to even be the person he is how people think of him i think it's one of the only people with almost no downside and it's i would pick zinedine zidane the french football midfielder because what made him mega was first of all if you ever watch him as a player he's not like the best player ever but you would think that if you watched him play. Like, he actually is just perfectly in control at all times. He is, like, the engine of every team he's on. He wins everything, pretty much, at, like, club level, national level. He is, like, a hero. Put it this way, he's so gangster that when he had the one really bad moment in his career where he headbutted someone in, like, a World Cup yeah. final, everyone in the world, even though you would never normally have this take, was just like, yeah, fair enough. 
No one even smelled it in for it. No one, yeah. no, nothing ever stripped off it. No one gave a fuck. That's how, and basically also doesn't seem to have off the pitch problems. Seems like a true gentleman, a classy guy. Like, it might actually be the most perfect sports career ever, mate. It's mad. My answer for this one is going to be, so I, I'm thinking about this from a practical standpoint as well. I also did have some mad ones I had to veto in my own mind. Like, obviously okay, initially, just off, just off skill, I thought Michael Schumacher, but then I thought, uh, ooh, I don't know, actually, you know, ooh, I, yeah, maybe not. Maybe just take, not. Just take ooh. less holidays. Maybe. Well, that's the problem. You're, you'd have been fucked, Rich. You'd yeah. have been right in there, mate. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, really on. I'm going to, I was I was thinking about the practicalities of like yeah there you go you know, if, if you can be a top ten player it's like my favorite obviously I'm just like third time mentioning my favorite sport is, is hockey but I wouldn't want to be a professional hockey player because you travel you around all well, the right? time yeah yeah it's really it's really tough on your body you retire it like once you're past like twenty eight you pass your peak who was um, your favorite though who was the best one for you the, for my favorite player I was a big fan of Martin Brodeur when I was growing up. Uh, even though he's a goalie I don't play well sometimes I do but that would also be um, brutal being the goalie you just yeah, get the fucking that. puck whacked at yeah. you all the time it is I was I was literally playing goalie last oh. last session I've, I've started playing goalie for my team because we don't have one for training we have one for match days but not for training and it sucks he's living, it sounds like that guy's living the life does it go yeah go literally training, isn't it? well not really days. he work, He works at Venture Island which is like uh, <laughs> it's it's like a is that uh, a really fictional world that he's of... made no, up and he's no. decided to visit whenever no, no, he gets no. the bong it's... out? <laughs> it's wait, what? <laughs> it's it's uh, it's um, a really. I live in like a seaside town, so it's a really shit version of like Thorpe Park, basically. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, not a nice place to work, I don't think. Um, but yeah, honestly, and I took I took like the last week I was taking them to the head you do wear a big helmet but still it, it rattles you could edit this fucking like, episode fuck? together so insanely and, I know keep going and yesterday I took them in the nads quite a lot so there it's you like, go yeah, right brilliant. there you go. keep going more material <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a professional player in the NHL because you know all your teams you're, just, you're constantly like every game even if you've got like back to back games like your schedule 82 games in a season is fucking ridiculous it batters your body and you're like literally flying like hours and traveling you're never home you're home for the off season and that's it like seriously it's it's absolutely mental i would not want to do that schedule so what i'd want to do i'd pick a sport where wow. i could live comfortably yeah it's not that exciting i promise you i'd, I'd pick a what sport where you can live, be then okay live comfortably right and not have to travel that much right so i'd either this? be i'd it's not, this is going to be a I cheat i can you. tell there's no sport i you promise you it's on. not that exciting on, hit me with it i'd either play in like the uh you know like maybe this is my my say my second place answer is to be a footballer and playing like the english premier league or something because at least you're only traveling oh i guess yeah you have you've had it there because you're only england yeah right and then you've got the euros and stuff maybe every now and then maybe for the national team and stuff but that's you know they're they're few and far between or i would be a hockey player but i'd play in the swiss league or one of the small leagues and i think the swiss league's pretty banging what top 10 player you just cheated on that one so what mate michael jordan was a basketball uh, no but it's the idea you could you're you're actually like a hockey you could be wayne gretzky instead (laughs) you're gonna be fucking joe Smith from Switzerland. I know it's that's so ridiculous that's so ridiculous and just because you're lazy you don't want to travel and what's it's so Literally, I, I I live calm. I don't need millions and millions. I just need a, like the one million will do me fine. No, but it's the sheer paucity of your imagination. This is this is like you're the guy with yeah. a genie. You just waste all the wishes, wouldn't you? I don't, yeah. I'd, I'd like a coke. 
It's not yeah. even called. I should have wished for that. Wait, so you're, you're, you're mental animal. So wait, in really, this literally. scenario, you're like, I don't know, Lemieux, and you're just fucking up yeah. the Swiss League. Or the, the yeah. League. Oh, oh that would be... Co- I hadn't thought of that. Oh, I didn't realise you meant that. I thought you meant you were going to pick a top 10 Swiss League player. I didn't know you no, were going to no, bet no. like a I'm mega still, player. That's pretty good then. In, the, okay. in, a, in a league where Fair I enough, live then. my best life. I mean, yeah. Everyone would think you're a cunt, but yeah, it's a... Fuck it. Fuck it. But what about you? If you could be a top player in any sport, Rich? See, I thought about I thought about tennis just because I thought it's like one of the ultimate like sort of one v one dueling sports. Like, mm-hmm. but I do think it just has to be Premier League footballer. First of all, the finances, everything, the fact that you can live where you want to live, and uh, you go home every day. Like you're not just constantly on yeah. the move in hotels on tour. Dude, you know, people don't seem to get that who are foreigners. They all think stuff like, "Who'd want to live in Newcastle?" Get in the car, you moron. Just drive three hours to yeah. wherever you want to live. What are you talking about? Yeah. You don't have to live in Newcastle. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, if I'm one of the top 10 players in the world, I'm ludicrously compensated. I, but also, you get off you get off training at like midday. You can be either yeah, doing or creating like your yeah. second career for sure. like 15 years. You can be working. You've got half the day to do whatever the fuck you want. And it's not one of these things where people are saying, oh, uh, he shouldn't be doing that. He should be training more. It's like people actually understand in yep. traditional sports, thank God, that your body does actually need to rest. So you can literally live a whole second life, basically, while you're not training. So, yeah, it's got it's got to be that most freedom and, and comfort for sure. All right, last questions here. We're going to run off quickly. We've got three more to go. From Izento. I know this guy. Doesn't he, do, he does articles and interviews and stuff, right? I think. From Izento. What is your dream car? My answer is I don't have one because I'm not a car person. Yeah, at same. All. I, I don't like I cars. Own a, I don't care I've about cars. I've got a Peugeot 2008. It's a, it's, a, it's a soccer mom car. I've got a good deal on it. And it's 2015 Reg. It gets me from A to B. And I'm satisfied. So you you also have a dream car yeah. there. Rich. I just say uh, the only thing I would say is like yeah, I don't care about cars. Never really have. Um, the when I was in university, I for some stupid reason I bought I had like uh, two jobs, one in a nightclub and one doing something else. But I I saved up a little bit of money and I bought a Jaguar. And I was like, oh look at me, big man. And I didn't realize it's like a Jaguar X Type Coupe or whatever. Couldn't park it fucking anywhere. Like, it doesn't even yeah. look like that big. It was actually so inconvenient. It was insane. I literally went to Tesco. This is a true story. And by the way, this is ultimate, like, middle-class white person problems, right? But I went to Tesco's, tried to park it, couldn't, left, didn't even stop, just drove away because the car park was pretty full. It would not fit in a single <laughs> space. Went home, parked it on double yellow, or not on double yellows, but parked it somewhere I wasn't allowed to park but didn't realize. It got towed. They gave me like a notice saying your car has been towed, but you can't go here or it'll be impounded or whatever. Just left it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just, I was like, just to be honest, it. I don't know why I bought it in the first place. Yeah, I spent loads of money, but I'm just going to hold this L. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay 600 quid or whatever it was to get it out of the impound lot. I've just fuck it, don't care. And if I ever own a car again, which hopefully I won't, it'll be a little hatchback, won't it? That I can just drive around and park anywhere. So yeah, dream car well, like, is something that's easy to park, basically. Something that's easy to park. What about you, Thorin? Do you have a more exciting? I'm not a car this? person or a driver, so I'm just going to do a silly answer. And it's also one that if you're not British, just fuck you. You're never going to get this stupid joke. I would pick, obviously, because I'm not a driver. Herbie the Lob. Herbie, I would because then he can drive Herbie. for me. I'll just be chilling in there, won't I? That's such a that's shit answer, even if you are British. But I don't care. There you go. I mean, shit, I'm not a car person. Said, as soon as you said that, I was like, he's got to fucking say Herbie. I wish he'd. Uh, 
Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Love that. Uh, from Tubbs, favorite board slash card game. Hmm. Uh, any? Do you have an answer top of your head for? Board what's card weird game? about that is, if it, actually people bizarrely in League of Legends like Monty and that, like this, they they play a million board games. Mate. They're playing yeah. all those ones where it's like it takes half an hour to explain the fucking rules yep, of the game yep. to. So I, yep. I don't really know. So I guess for cards, I'd just have to say like poker or something. I think poker is a mega game. Yeah, yeah. I used to play a lot of uh, Hold'em, so I'd definitely say that. Um, also, I played. A, there's a game on Steam called Gloomhaven, which is actually like mm. a that's a board game as well, of, right? Of yeah. board, but the board game, as Thorin said, fuck half an hour. Like you actually have to invest. Like sometimes I'll read the rules of a board game and like I actually have to dedicate a proportion of my life if I actually want to be good at this board game. Why the fuck would I do that? I'll probably only play it once. And Gloomhaven is like the epitome of this. It's ludicrous, like setting that shit up as a board game, but. The Steam version obviously streamlines everything for you and literally says you can't do this if you try and do something that's an illegal move or whatever. And that was pretty good. Okay. So I'll say that as a game. Pandemic's also pretty good as a board game and quite simple and fast, easy to and easy to learn. But yeah, I mean, it, in terms of the amount I've played, it would be Texas Holden by an absolute country mile for sure. My favourite card game is gonna be a game i call shithead now i think everyone knows this game but everyone has a different name for it and different rules it's where you start with three cards face down and three cards face up on the top you have a hand of like three i believe you start with a hand of three and you start with the lowest number card you can get and then so you go around the circle of how many players there are and the, the next person has to play something higher than the card you've put down if you can't play something higher you pick up the you pick up the what's in the middle and then you're just trying to get rid of all your cards until there are no cards left in the in the deck, and no none of your cards left that you started with at the beginning. And then whoever, it's not about who wins; it's whoever loses is the shithead. Um, and then there are some like different numbers of uh, magic cards and stuff like that. It's just a really simple like sounds uh, like a kind drinking of, like, party. game. Or... Yeah, 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 a bit like that. Honestly, that's quite fun. I have a lot of good memories of that. My favorite board game is, oh, is I think it's called. Wait, I'm just googling it. I think it might be called... Yes, it's called The Mysteries of Peking, okay? Now, this is a really... like It's like a kid's board game. And again, this is kind of nostalgic. Um, it's where you, you move around the board and stuff. And you're... you're, you're there's... Uh, you you have like a... Each game is kind of different. There's like a different... Like 50 different... Um, it's like you're, you're, there's been a crime that's been committed. And you're, you're trying to collect the clues to see who it was, where it was. A bit like Cluedo style, right? Um and yeah you just work your way around the map and do that but it's set in peking which is in china and let me tell you i don't know when this game 1987 this game came out and i played it last christmas with my dad and my brother again because we used to play it a lot as kids and it's the most like kind of unassuming racist game like ever like the the like the characters the, the guy who works at the laundromat is called Mr. Wishy Washy. The the guy who's one of the, the spies is called Hai Ding. Like, there's, like, so many... Like, and it gets ten times worse than that. Like, I remember, like, I'd completely... Because I didn't... You know, when I... And even when I was... It came out in the well, 80s... Well, you'd be this, of course, yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I, I didn't really fucking know. I will say, just bad, for people but... who don't know this, because people love to always stack the deck this way, to use a card analogy, if you ever go to any of these countries, they don't even have wokeism, you fool. Like, they're, like, that times a thousand still. Like, you go to China, man, they'll yeah. be laughing about yeah. American theater all over the... Everyone's a hamburger guy, and of course, everything. By the way, I just need one minute I'll go to the toilet really quickly. Okay. While he's gone, I'm going to quickly... I'm going to read out some of these names, okay? 
these are the culprits. Who, me, Dun yeah. Wong, Slyly, Cease, I don't know, I can't read that one. We, <laughs> Sing Song, Handy, Ah <laughs> Chu, Teehee, Scheming, So Long, and Fooding. I think Dun Wong is probably the most racist yeah. of those. That's a banger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Pong Hai was someone who owned the um the the fishmongers. Um and Makeup was Miss Miss Makeup was the was the beauty parlor. Um it was uh yeah, it was it was it's my favourite purely for the memories, but I admit it's 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 definitely not aged well. Um Alright, he's back. Last question of the hobby slash sports section. From 6969, any random sport slash exercise tip that you have found very helpful? Um, I would imagine that guy would like his name read out as 6969. He probably would. Two 69s. But I didn't do that and I've disappointed him. And I'm going to disappoint him again because I don't have any good tips because I've never really been into sports or exercise to that degree. I've always only ever done sports for fun. Um, I guess what Thorin said honestly is a good tip. Like for sports, at least sports and exercise obviously go hand in hand. If you find yourself a sport that you enjoy, you will exercise without, you know, whatever. And actually, a good tip is have other people as well. So like either a gym buddy or if you're playing like badminton or whatever or like five side football, there are other people there holds you accountable, and it's just more fun. It's more of a social thing, and like it's yeah, it's yeah. good. So that's my tip. Any uh, of you boys have any sexy tips? I for would sports say. Exercise? Don't do static stretching. Like, this is something that if anyone's ever done, like, research into fitness and stuff, it's, like, a known myth. But you'd be amazed, like, even in, like, the British schooling system or whatever, if you're in, like, a PE class or something and, I don't know, the fucking geography teacher's taking it. Like, they will just have you literally stand there and do, like, all these fucking, like, yoga pose, almost holding, like, holding your hamstrings up or whatever. Like, don't do static stretching. Literally, static stretching. There is no scientific data whatsoever that static stretching actually prevents injury at all. All you're literally doing is straining the muscles like you would in any exercise. What you want to do when you stretch is mimic the actions that your body might actually do. For example, like, lunging, if that's that, those kind of movements or anything like what you'll be doing with your legs, even if it's running or something, lunging is a good exercise. That would be a non-static uh, stretch right like whatever stretches you do just make sure or like even when you're like rotating your arms or whatever like all those stretches are always much better than static stretching static stretching is a meme they still teach it in schools and shit but yeah it's a meme so non-static stretching prevents injury better than static stretching there you go what about you thorin i've got a couple for you i don't yeah. claim to be an expert on these two i do know these are fire so one is like basically the problem with the concept of a modern gym and all those million machines and all those different exercises you can do is I can see why that is the dream for a real-life bodybuilder whose whole life is dedicated to getting every muscle to the actual max level. Because the whole point of every machine and exercise, it isolates one group of muscles and lets you just work on that so that as a result, you're not going to overtrain, you're not going to wreck it and tear it. You're going to just work on these muscles on one day, then you can do this set on another day, and then this set. But the problem with that is that's the equivalent when you say, go 
to the gym of telling someone who knows nothing about computers, right, here's Linux and you're in the fucking BIOS. Like, start just fucking on your command prompt. Just start typing shit in. It's like, you're going to fuck your whole computer up and you're never going to get anything out of that insane power. So what I would say is this, if you're a normal person and you're not willing to go to the nth degree of learning all these muscles, muscle groups, dietary things, then what I would say is this, the actual hack and this is actually a bit of a throwback point for modern society, because modern society, basically all modern medicine seems to work the same way. It isolates one concept and tries to apply it synthetically in this way. Well, the beauty of nature and life, aside from the modern approach, is it's holistic, isn't it? It's all combined in one. So if you want to do exercises, I would just do simple ones like kettlebells, picking up the medicine ball, jumping up with your body. The reason why is because all these other muscles that are attached to it and the secondary ones, they all get done at the same time. And in a way that's like very even and basically it means you're not just like emphasizing one aspect because basically a lot of noobs go and they just do the fucking bench press and this one and they have a couple of muscles that are massive and then the other ones look laughable and also if you know how muscles work if one gets really strong the ones that are attached to it if they're really weak the strong one just takes all the load up and then you're just gonna like fucking wreck that but actually it's the other ones that are probably all strained and shit so then the other one that's just like a pro tip just do simple ones like old school ones basically funny enough in India they actually mastered all these exercises because they had it without weights even and you just did these same ones and you could get as jacked as you want, as fit as you want, as lean as you want, whatever you wanted. And then the other one I would say is, oh, what was the other one I was going to say for this? Oh, it's a similar one. It's along the lines of what Rich was saying, actually. The other one that I think is really underrated in life is so many injuries. This is literally what 99% of those stupid RSI ones are. The real thing that fucks the people who get RSI is that the one thing they cannot do is stop playing the game. So when they have over-injured it, it's like if you had broken legs, just never letting them heal, just running on them every single day and running as fast as you can. You'll never heal. 99% of those injuries like that, as far as I can tell, you don't need drugs and surgery. All you have to do, think about it logically. You know, in the same way as so when you get fat, it goes over time. You don't eat one pizza and wake up fat next day. But then everyone wants to lose the weight in a month. It's like, well, no, think of a similar amount of time frame to lose the weight back down. And go. Same concept with injuries, right? What you need to do, basically, is do exercises and muscle things that do the opposite effect on the muscle. So instead of being all tightened and bunched up, it's still stretching out. By the way, I'm not exaggerating. You can actually do this with your eyesight and fix your fucking eyes. Most people who have the glasses, that's because you're looking at screens close all the time you can do exercises like look into the distance at a certain distance and look along like count along there's all these tricks that basically are like the equivalent of just doing the opposite to like relieve the muscle to stretch the other way to make it stronger on the side ones etc so it's sort of a bigger point but i think it's like one of those ones that's mad underrated because again it's like that's a big macro i'm trying to make simple ones people can do with they don't have to be a fucking boffin to do them fair enough and that's uh, that's that done for our hobbies and sports. So now we move on to oh no, it's a gaming category. It's too on topic for off topic episode. That's right. There's only five questions here. We'll get through them quite quickly. Karasuno number nine asks, what favorite League of Legends champions to play? Let's just do champion because champions is too many. Just do yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, do well, one you can just quick fire easy. Like I'm, I'm gonna Go say, on. you know, someone like Lee Sin, something like oh. that. I like Lee Sin. Lee Sin is my favorite as well to play. Oh, there you go. People know man already. I am a pike terrorist. <laughs> I don't care. I play it in every matchup, mate. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, pike is fun as well. And I go in on every single fucking hook. Good. I mean, that's the only way to play pike. Uh, Shallow Abyss says, what are your most impressive ranked achievements in games? Ooh. This is a I... bit... Yeah, sorry. Go on, Fox. I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll try and set the tempo because I'm going to keep it relatively right. short. When I was playing in like... I don't know, like league season 
two, I think, or maybe it was season, season three. But uh, when I started getting to the ELO range, the LP range, where I was playing with pro players, I remember I played with Snoopy once. And uh, I did that thing that every high-low player does and tried to be funny when there's a pro player in the lobby. And I said something about Scottish Parliament or something, something. And he actually found it funny. And he put it, oh, on, his Facebook, okay. he, he put right. it on his Facebook page. Okay. And then I was like, I've made it. Not only have I made it, but I'm now... I've, I've, he I'm must have the patience of a saint. Because yeah. as you say, the amount of stupid shit yeah. people must be saying all the time, I know. Yeah. Oh, Froggen, what you did, you know, so smart. Oh, it's only yeah. 10 years ago, mate, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally, so that's my idea. Is just 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 getting high enough to play with like you know okay. people that you look up to. I think it was was kind of cool. What about you two? So, Dorian. I've got a mad little story, a little anecdote. Because the problem is, I actually come from the era when I played the games the most, when there wasn't any ranked. Like I can't say there wasn't a server, there wasn't any ranked. Mm. Just made a game and you played it. And obviously, I wasn't a pro, but I actually do have a story along these lines. Because what's mad is everyone's gonna you're not gonna be able to find the demo for this. I probably have it on a disc. So you're all gonna think I'm making this story up. But if you know me, I have never told a lie in my professional career. So there's a story where I once went to one of those big CPLs that are the World Championships in Counter Strike, and I went as a journalist because at the time I worked with ESEA, which was like sort of like face it but a pug system back in North America in the early 2000s and I went mainly to be a journalist but a bunch of the admins who were like some of them they weren't pros but they were maybe like I don't know the, the medium level of being okay some of them they all wanted to like enter a team into this tournament because technically you could just pay you enter the tournament even does the world championship because you're going to go out in like the first two maps anyway and it's going to be the end right so we did this we were in one and what happened what that was mad was I think something crazy like they got like like I was, and I was just the fifth player I didn't even know these guys I just knew them like they're all Americans I was from coming from the UK. And I think what happened was something weird happened. Like one team that our team was supposed to play. I didn't play this first match. It was like a sixth guy and he was playing this one. I was doing interviews. But I think they got like a walkover or something. So they got like one one game ahead in this real world championship than you ever should be. And it meant that when they lost the next game, I played the last game, the lower bracket match. And believe it or not, in the lower bracket match, we were actually playing against a, like a pog team of people who like two or three years earlier were like the best NA pros. Like there was a guy who was in like a legendary team and like won CPLs. There was a guy who was at like the invite level. There was a couple of guys who were his teammates. There was like one guy who was like pretty good semi-pro now. And it's like this team, we had no business even having a chance against them, right? And this is where y'all going to think I'm lying but I don't lie and this is mental right because even though I'm not even remember I, I didn't bring my computer here. I'm from the UK I'm here doing interviews so I sit down I'll borrow someone's keyboard I'll borrow someone's mouse and I've got it all set up with whatever settings I didn't even I haven't even got them back in the day with the ruler where you know you sensitive I just pick something that feels like it's okay and crucially I think it's because of this that this part of the story goes supernova which is cause I actually think I knew I couldn't have my sensitivity and I know I don't have my setup and I know I shouldn't even be good it actually in some mad sense just freed my mind from all pressure and this is what's mental fox drop I actually learned when I played in this match technically like a professional match that even pros I always wondered why do like the absolute most skilled pros why don't they win every 1v1 like they're the best player but if you ever seen a 1v1 it's actually rare you just instantly headshot the other guy because there's so much pressure the nerves so the joke is because the other team was real people who used to be pros and they're a bit past their prime now but they're supposed to easily beat a bunch of ESEA admins and a guy who's just a fucking interviewer from the UK they were all choking and so i'm not even joking i won something mental like about four or five 1v2s against pro level players which was making me look like that answer earlier about being zidane i was like controlling the game mate and every time i was in a 1v2 because i was just thinking 
You just, you know, just take it step by step. Try and get the next guy. Just aim here, just spray normally. But they were all fucking choking. And when they were doing it, the best part is, I could tell it was getting inside the other team's head. And they were all, like, second-guessing themselves. So I was doing stuff, like, if I just doubled back on the bomb spot, they would be, like, turning the other way, and I was shooting them for free in the back. And all my team, it was like a movie. They were all just, like, hyper like, <laughs> and then this is the maddest part of the story, though, because you're going to think, surely I've heard of this match. Where's this fucking story in history? No, because the ending's mental, which is at the end, right? This is not a joke. We won this game. It was on this like, old map mill that was like a CPL one. And the guy was defusing the bomb to win this game. And literally, he'd done that shit where he'd gone and swapped guns and didn't have a kit. And he didn't defuse it. And it went to overtime. And then we lost in overtime. It wasn't wow. my fault, but we lost. So, like, the whole thing, <laughs> oh. like, it's, the joke is, I almost feel like it was, like, a fever dream. Like, it didn't happen to me, but it actually <laughs> did. It was mental. Luckily, that was the only one I ever played. Like, I, I, listen, I know not to try and chance my luck. There's no one entering next year. So, it's like, I'd just be garbage. It'd be over. There you go. Good story, though. I like that. Not Thank much. you. What about that, Rich? When, when you, you first started, like, setting it up, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it's, like, you know, <laughs> you're watching SK play against Fnatic or something. And then, like, get right hurts his wrist. Like, oh, is there anyone out there who can go? Reel him in, boys. Get him in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a little bit different for me because, I mean, I played games at, like, a competitive level. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, I like top placements at lands in, like, UK and Benelux and stuff. But to be honest, in, yeah, like, in Call of Duty, like, obviously, I've played against, like, all the best players in the world or whatever, like, at the time. But, What's the best think... player you played against? Like Crim Six or some? No, like no, no. So in back in the day, it would have been a guy, and I mean, you can go on YouTube now. He's got all his videos for like millions of views. Still, it's a guy called Stevie, um, who was a, a sniper player, and because obviously, like the competitive, like pro mod game at the time, like the esports game, was Search and Destroy. It's basically Counter Strike, but yeah, yeah. duty mechanics. And he was the best. Like he is the. I don't even want to say Faker because he's more undisputedly the goat than Faker is. What I would say he's like he's like okay. the simple with he's simple with the titles basically. All right. And yeah, I played against him a lot. I mean, I played against all the big teams. I mean, uh, maybe in terms of like a tenuous link that you might have known, like Fantasy, he's still around in the scene. Like he was one of the most famous UK players. He played on Dudes and Fast. Played against him a bunch. But um, I think I was actually better at FIFA 10. Like, and for people who don't know, like, yeah, this is really random. But FIFA, so basically. FIFA is one of the Millions worst... Of people play FIFA. There's no way you were like some god player or no, whatever. No, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. So FIFA is one of the worst esports games ever. Like, it's fucking garbage. And one of the reasons it's so bad is because there is so much RNG in FIFA. It's crazy. Oh, right, Like, okay. the ball... Like, the way the physics work, it's just all fucking luck. Everything is a dice roll. It's like, oh, it's bounced off my player even though he has a top sat in this or whatever it is. But FIFA 10 was the last game, in my opinion, obviously, because afterwards I wasn't as good. So I was like, oh, well, these games are all, all the same shit. It was like a fucking arcade game, but everything was super pencil precision. Like every time you played a pass, it was like magnets. So even though it was like really unrealistic, a very unrealistic football game, it was by far, in my opinion, the most skilled because everything was guaranteed. Like if you knew, and obviously everyone plays the same teams, like in Pro FIFA, for example, I mean, they've changed it now because it's like ultimate team and shit, but basically everyone played as Real Madrid or whoever it was at the time. And uh, I was like, they the in the online ladder thing, I mean, I was in the top 10. And to be honest, the only reason I wasn't in the top five in the UK, sorry, this is, the only reason I wasn't in the top five is because 
we the I was uh, the internet we had at the time. I like lived in the fucking six. I'm out, no, I'm no, out, no, 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 no. This this is true. <laughs> this it, is getting ridiculous. I got so I many. I got so happen. many DCs. It's ridiculous. So I'm many out, DC out. losses. Just it's stop. ridiculous. <laughs> and it doesn't pause the game. You can't <laughs> reconnect. <laughs> you can't reconnect. You just lose. Like if you get a DC, you just lose. And if you live in the fucking. He said this story. It was like the old humble bag. He's like, yeah, I was top ten in the whole UK. By the way, the whole country loves football. And I even used to have bad. I was getting DC'd half the games. You're the one always winning 11 0. Like, fuck off. I'd have, been, I'd have been direct <laughs> if I had good internet. Fair enough. Guaranteed. Okay. Listen, that's holding him back. Okay. If all uh, from A- ADAC Limatisifi. Adak Limatis. From this person here, he asks, or she asks, if all games had the same level of competition, prize money, and fandom. Which game would be most would you most want to play if you were an esports pro? Hmm. Okay, so this is actually funnily enough gonna maybe tie into our fucking original off topic question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you would pick Counter Strike then, Thor. No, I just mean because like for example, like I wouldn't pick StarCraft. It actually sounds yeah. like the most worthless life of all yeah. time. Like the yeah. ju- I think the same with Korean League, by the way. It just sounds like you just grind the game forever if you if you're best. So I've got yeah. to pick some at Ford. So if I was gonna pick some, I probably would take something like Quake or something. Because here's the thing, when you're actually winning, even though it's hard, it's just a really satisfying game because you're just dominating the other guy. And then also you can in those games, because they're mainly Western games, you can be some George Best fucking rock and roll star bang up, just be the guy who wins with 75% of the practice of the other guy and just look like a legend. Like, it kind of has everything, like, the dream of a nerd, basically. Yeah. What about you, Rich? If you could choose any game? Yeah, it, would, it would definitely be a shooter because it would have to be something I was willing to, like, somewhat grind, and I don't think I would do that with anything that wasn't a shooter. I wouldn't pick Quake, though, even though it's probably, like, one of the highest skill expression games just because I don't like respawn power-up style shooters. Um, I'd probably... Is it, I don't know if this is like a bit of a cheat. Well, he said any game, right? So I'd probably pick mm-hmm. like something like Battlefield because if you imagine that the game, like let's say the same budget and everything is put into it that League of Le- Top League of Legends is, right? So what? I've got some fucking ludicrous gaming facility with like 40 teammates in a Battlefield game. Like, that would be <laughs> mental. Imagine that. Imagine if there was actually that level of investment put into like a Battlefield circuit and it's like fucking 50 aside. That'd be fucking cool. You have your own little unit or whatever, like... You're the fucking, I don't know, the breaches or something, and there's a sniper. Oh, what a sniper squad getting for breakfast? That'd be mad. I'd, I'd do that. You'd have if your I'm... clicks within your own team. Yeah, if, I, if I'm getting paid what Uzi I got paid on fucking RNG like a few years ago to play fucking Battlefield as one of 50, that'd, that'd be nuts. I'd do that, yeah. I think if I was to choose from, I won't choose like any game, but I'll choose like current esports. Uh, well, as a genre, I'd probably choose some kind of fighting game because I feel like it's it has the most like. If you like, want to touch kids, stars. sorry, go Super... on. My, my Wait, what? <laughs> that is a deep here, I don't... meme about the FGC, but keep going. Is it okay? Well, there's a lot okay. of that. There's a lot of nonsense in their game. <laughs> Not, <laughs> there's a lot of kid touching going on. Is there? I, is there not? Well, my okay, my <laughs> I feel I feel like I don't want that to be my answer anymore. <laughs> change it um okay so it wouldn't be fighting um yeah it wouldn't be a fighting game i mean league's Um, a pretty good one to be fair league is cool yeah league is cool you could be a western Um, pro maybe 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to do the, the Eastern the Eastern stuff for sure. And I like, I do enjoy shooters. I really enjoy playing shooters on like Counter Strike, my original, uh, original like competitive game that I was into. But I feel like, mm, no, nah, I might choose Counter Strike as well. It's just there's a lot of travel and a lot of different like, um, you know, majors are always in like different places. And and I feel like it wasn't that we had like I remember a previous episode of an interview with Simple. He said like, you know, I've I've not had a place. I haven't owned a house or owned a place to live in years because I'm yeah. just hopping between places. You know, I just wait. I think... A lot of travel. Surely you want to be a top Counter Strike pro in Switzerland, mate? Isn't that? Isn't hey, that? That's what? true. That the in the Swiss league, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Himself. Swiss scene. I think that. M- <laughs> was it? Maya I think they're a Swiss. Or... Maniac Swiss. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, but do they? They all play offline. They will still travel to the. Sure. Yeah, so you're still traveling a lot. But no, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm not really... Honestly, I don't think being an esports pro... It doesn't really seem like the pipe dream that I think people think it is, to be honest, because it's a lot of a lot of effort. That actually. was a joke, by the way, about, like, esports docs when they can't... When they first came out, right? It's like everyone remembers the Dota... What, well, I can't remember what the Dota one was called. Yeah, but it was, like, well-made doc. And then people were like oh, maybe uh, esports is, like, cool and glamorous and blah, blah, blah. And then they started releasing all these shows. And, it like, the mythology around that lasted for an inordinate amount of time, considering how fucking boring these shows were. But then eventually people did seem to cotton on to the fact, hence the views they now get, that actually the esports life is really fucking uninteresting. It is basically you grind the game that you are paid to play, shock horror, and because you're not, like, some... I don't know, fucking six foot five jacks like Premier League footballer or whoever. Yeah, the rest of your life's probably not that interesting. It's probably just yeah. more grinding and watching anime. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad that myth is finally somewhat debunked. Although I'm sure if you go on Reddit, people still think it's fucking hashtag living the dream. Yeah, uh, Michael asks, who is somebody outside of esports who you would love to see be forced to coach a team? An esports team, I guess this would be, and deal with toxic players like in a TSM Legends slash Breaking Point style documentary. Thing is, I think Mitch oh. is it's already up his alley. It's just Gordon Ramsay in it, and that the obvious <laughs> yeah. one. Set him loose on like fucking TSM, be hilarious, wouldn't yeah. it? I think Jose Mourinho for a similar reason, except okay. he has a coaching background. So that's my pick. Yeah. Alex Ferguson or something, giving them the hair dryer treatment. But actually, the joke is though that there are actually just loads of people in esports who've actually done these roles that I'd just like to see documented. Because I've already seen some fucking <laughs> horror shows, by the way, that you never see the light of day. I think I'd probably be just as interested as in seeing uh, those cunts getting exposed in a documentary. So, Plenty. I mean, I actually have a real example. I've often said one day, if the if he'll ever agree to do it, I would make a documentary where we recreate like what went on. I've always said, if people don't know, season nine of Fanatic, when Youngbok had no caps and he had Nemesis coming. If you don't know, that was the one that started like two and seven, and at the end they're like making the summer finals, almost beating G two. They're going to Worlds, going top it. That's one of those ones where just from the stories I know from behind the scenes, some players have got like that is one of those ones where the joke is it should have been like Breaking Point, but he actually like course corrected the whole ship and like like mind fucked like reckless and other people in the playing together and like knowing what to do it's like I, I always say that that wouldn't even you wouldn't even need to know the game just the human interest element would be amazing in this document if you could make it for real yeah. wow all right since we are we are spending some time i'm going to quickly move on from that i think some good answers either way from tiro yuntanen he says what was your happiest slash most joyful gaming moment I, I i can't think of a specific moment but uh, some of my best memories are playing uh, Pre-Evolution Soccer with my dad when I was a kid. 
Great that was game. always fun. Or Crash Team Racing, one of those two. You know what? This sort of ties into that thing that, like, sadly, there are certain tweets that everyone in esports is such a moron they can't avoid. So you know where that DJ Vlad guy was like, if gaming's like your greatest memory ever, you are a loser or whatever. And there was all these fucking wretched ghouls of esports. Like, what are you talking about? Some of my top five moments in life were in a game. And it's like, mate, I I dedicated, like, 20 plus years of my life to esports, and I think you're a fucking loser. Like, holy shit, my dude. (laughs) So bear in mind, this is just specifically game. You can just pick like whatever the fun was. I don't know, playing like fucking Zelda 64 or whatever. It was yeah. pretty cool. That had some nice moments, didn't it? What about you, Rich? So I, I, I've got two actually. There's it, in esports. It would be like, and this is kind of a bit sad actually because I'm almost now in some I'm in some respects living vicariously through oh, people like on. this. But watching Oddo win LEC was pretty satisfying. Like. I would obviously have rather it happened while uh, HTK was going, but like that was pretty pretty satisfying, and I do feel like some. Did you cry? Tiny. Did you cry? No. Uh, Fair enough. If, okay then. If, Can't if, be that great then. Okay. Well, no, if if I was someone who would cry over such things, then I would have been balling. I'll put it that way. Fair um, enough. Okay. The other the other thing I would say, actually, having said that though, I have cried at an Arsenal match before, so. I guess it wasn't that. Okay, no, I'm out. <laughs> but... <laughs> it obviously wasn't that great then, or do I? They're fucking not just like an Arsenal Premier League regular yeah. season game or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, from like normal gaming, I remember very specifically a game called Lineage 2. Okay, this game came yeah. out uh, basically at the same time as WoW. And in my opinion, shit all over WoW, but whatever. It was an MMORPG yeah. like that, right? But Where it, you were like in the fantasy era. Yes, watch. exactly. And yeah, it was kind of like... I, it was very Lord of the Rings esque in that, like the ra- how the races were and all this kind of stuff. But I remember, like, I didn't even understand what like MMOs were, and basically, and I was like, fucking, however, well, I guess I was yeah, young when it came out, and I um work, I didn't have any money to play it or whatever, so I was on a Russian server, let's say a special Russian server. But I didn't even know what to expect from the game like at all, and I logged in. And I was so fucking mind blown. I just remember like walking around in the starting area, which was like ludicrously good graphics for the time, like insane. Like nowadays, MMO graphics are all like scaled down for obvious reasons because of the render distance and everything else. Right. Back then, okay. not really. Like you didn't have that those kind of things. So it was just, it was actually just this massive expansive world. And I was like, what the fuck? And I remember pressing M and seeing the scale of like the map that I was on. And I was so I just remember being so mind blown. Like holy shit, this is literally like a fucking cut the size of a country to like explore and being like pretty in awe from that so yeah the game itself was like not that amazing like i had some good memories or whatever but i just remember that one specific moment where it was kind of like ah the possibility the endless possibilities you know but that was the peak launching the game was the peak basically all down, the game yeah. what was oh you already said pro, pro evolution soccer apparently. yeah yeah i'd say that just just you know yeah the the simpler times. Let's move on to the random slash personal section, the last section to say of questions. Uh, Mr. Zornala asks, what does your desk setup look like? And do you use any <laughs> fancy products that make your lives easier? Probably should let's, have left this one out, but... Yeah, let's, let's... I have a banana skin here, some Smarties, and, uh, yeah, just a lot of junk, really. Any products that make my lives easier? So I... I, I do have an answer for this one. It is my vertical mouse, which I can't think I can. I don't think I can. You can. Can you? Uh, let me see if I can. Like a joystick or something. 
No, you see that? Oh, what the? Your no, it's like you hold it like tumor, this, mate. It's like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's game, game of You see that? So instead of like that, I'm like this. He's yeah. one of those people that like wags off that way around us. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the reason I do that is because I was getting I was getting RSI as well. Fair enough. Okay. And uh, it actually. You never thought of just not playing anymore, Ethan. It's like, oh, I've got a monster different angle. Of course not. Um, and I was worried, it's like, because I obviously come from an FPS background where your mouse is quite important, sure. right? Like, like just you know. Oh, is it actually uh, good, though? Yeah. I play. I mean, fair I'm enough. not obviously like... Oh, no, fair enough, though. I'm not like mega competitive anymore, but it's totally fine for, you know, for Valorant CSGO and stuff. And I hit... What's uh, LEM? Is that one? That's a rank, yeah. yeah. When that, wait, I know the ranks in CSGO don't mean anything, right? Because everyone just plays... The play whatever, but... you're, not, you're not shit. Yeah. So uh, I did that with this, and it's fine. It, yeah, it just... I don't have any issues with my hands or wrists anymore, so... That's my answer. What about you guys? What's your... Oh, just your... Any cool products? Any cool gaming product? That, that's Here's the thing. I don't way. have any sort of, like, cool, super-duper, mega-share anything. I don't have any unique deck set. But the one thing I would say, because I'm just cheating, say, to make my life easier, is I am one of those people who just uses the same mouse shell that I had about 20 years ago. Mm. So the joke is, I, I never even think about my mouse, mate. It is just, like, it fits in my hand perfectly, and it yeah. always, it's always right. I'm not one of these people who's obsessively trying them all. So I think that's, like, a good answer. By the way, in general, in games, I do think the most underrated thing ever is just get an all right setup and just stick with it. Like, mm. actually, could you imagine if someone was just changing their tennis record every week? You'd be a moron to do that. You, if you don't know, like, certain sports, they go mental and never change, mate. Like, they'll just stay with that shit forever. Yeah. Or are you rich? Quality of life? I literally have cool? nothing on my desk other than glass of water, my mouse, and my keyboard, and I guess this is the most interesting thing, which is a Steam Deck. That, oh, yeah, uh, I've got one of those. Stream Deck that Corsair sent me. So, yeah, it's mm. mildly useful, I guess. I've done super lazy shit, like just fucking macro the button that goes straight to Netflix, for example, rather <laughs> than having to type it in. Uh, but, yeah, it's I guess it's useful for streaming, but nothing too fancy. I had it. I had. I used that for alerts, but I don't use it anymore because I'm too lazy for my, my stream stuff. Uh, how F? There's favorite piece of clothing that you own. I'm gonna go giga basic with this one, okay? You guys are probably gonna judge me for this, but no shame. Ankle socks that I have. I bought a pack of like ten ankle socks from Primark, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I Right, so <laughs> it's it's banging, honestly. My temperature is all regulated by my feet. Okay, so if I'm ever too cold or too hot, I either Take something off my feet or put something on my feet, you know? Yeah, and whatever. that's it, I'm sorted. I'm with you, keep going. Ankle socks. <laughs> ankle socks. I'm wearing some right now. Ankle socks. Let me tell you, look at these bad boys. Ankle <laughs> so socks. many out of context, fucked uh, up things in this episode, isn't it? It's mental. Uh, <laughs> the perfect, like, normal socks to go up your ankle. Uh, well, ironically, go up your, like, your calf, your leg a little bit, whatever. Too thick. They, like, they suffocate my skin. Don't like it. They leave those little in, in, engravement marks around your leg where the whatever elastic bit's been. Too warm for me. Don't like it. Ankle socks are just for perfect amount where I'm wearing something so I'm not too cold. Because if I didn't have my socks on right now, I'd be cold. Right? I would be. Because I was before I put them on. But I'm not too hot either. And it's it's fine. I can walk around the house in it and it's all good and it's sorted. So that's my my favourite piece of clothing is the very practical yet humble ankle sock um 
since you guys are all laughing at me, you better have some banging answers then. Come on, let's see what your favorite piece of clothing is in your wardrobe, Rich. Hit me up. Uh, I is mean, it I, I, could, I could cheat and be like, I've got been given like some signed jerseys and stuff, but I don't wear them, so I assume they don't count. Um, but pro- maybe even like sports jerseys in general. I have some really nice like NFL jerseys. I've got a Dion Cowboy jersey, which is really nice. Uh, maybe a leather jacket. Quite nice. When I was a kid, I used to be like obsessed with football boots, and I literally still have like all the fucking colors of the rainbow from like the old Mercurial Vapors in their fifties and stuff. So I don't know. I'll, I'll say yeah, probably, probably my Dion Cowboys jersey. Probably my favorite, I guess. Dion Cowboys and yourself. Uh, I've, I've got a, a weird angle on this because I don't really have anything. Like it's just clothes. Like I, I don't give a fuck about stuff like that. I'm not even the sort of person who needs like a mega bedroom, it's just nice bed. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. I'm not going to be in it, am I? I've never really understood that sort of female thing of like it has to be the environment how I feel. So what I'll say on this one because just got a, a special reason as to why it'll actually just be any of the Yeezy sneakers that I have because the reason why is very interesting, which is I only bought those because when I started to pop off in CSGO on camera and was getting all this attention and at the time was getting up to when you get like the day rate where it's like over a thousand a day a day fans all you idiots who were going oh you're never making nothing I just played it off like I was making nothing you moron go count up how many days I was working we were living the dream so when it was making that sort of money I realised right what I should do at the time because what a pleb like American game CS is I thought right the, I didn't even think Yeezys were that great mate but I thought what I'll do is I'll buy a whole fucking load of them because the premise is since they're the real ones <laughs> I'm swagging on you, aren't I? Like, y'all are fucking waiting around the block for those and trying to get them at cheap price. And I just have, like, five pairs of them. I wear whatever colour I want. But what I realised was, because I did it for that reason, I also only ever wear them when I do the events. I don't wear them around the house or out in the fucking yard and get all dirty. So because I would just only ever put them on when I was at an event working the event as an analyst... It would actually have the effect, believe it or not, that I jokingly wanted. Like, all these Americans would just see you, look straight at your feet immediately. Every person had to comment on the fact you were wearing Yeezys. Even if they didn't like it, they'd go, I don't really like Yeezys. And you go, I don't know why you're talking about my shoes, and just feel like a fucking swag lord walk off. So when it started to feel like it was, it became like a ritual when I would put them on and walk up the hotel room. It was just like one of those, man, you can tell by the way I move my work. One of those, it was like a movie scene, mate. It's fucking fire. There you go. All right, so Yeezy. And they're actually mega comfy, aren't they? They are, they are like actually. Once you, here's the thing. I know they look weird at first, but they actually are very yeah. comfortable. Yeah, here's the downside of them, though. Because they are just fabric, you can't go back to normal shoes after that. Once your feet have just been freed mm. like that, you can't crush them back in. You feel like you're one of those fucking people with like those shoes that are crushing the ends of the... You can't do it after that. Oh. It spoils you for life. It's like first class. Juice <laughs> asks, uh, it was your dream holiday destination that you can go to in first class? Obviously, Rich has already been to all of them anyway, so he'll just have to yeah. pick another one. What, what one did you like to go to? Which one was your favourite uh, to go to? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, mm, maybe Florence or something. Like, it's it's a classic place of, like, I, great to visit, would hate to live there, because you are, like, walking through, like, literal art. Like, they have very strict building laws there, where basically, like, even the McDonald's looks like a fucking cathedral, you know? It's just got a tiny artistic M somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. May, yeah, maybe Florence. I think Also, Italy in general is just a banger, like, insane food and, yeah, great weather. I, I, I'll probably say, probably say there. I like Greece as well. Greece is really good super cheap really nice um the thing with greece as well is like it's very unless you're just someone who loves greece and has traveled around greece a lot like there's so many different places you can go in so many different like island like even within islands there's like towns within towns within towns um so yeah, i'll say italy or greece 
What about you, Thorin? Dream Destination? Again, I'm not really like a big holiday guy. That's the problem. So the problem is, even though I've been there a million times, probably just go to Korea again. I mean, I just think, like, I just love Korean barbecue. It's the best place for it. So it's a bit of a boring reason. No, that's a good enough reason. <laughs> you don't need an exciting reason. My, I, I would say uh, Dream Holiday Destination. Again, I'm not big on holidays either. So I'm I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not really pining to go anywhere. But I'll say maybe like Quebec or something like maybe Montreal. Somewhere in there, like some of the architectures. It's got a nice mix of like modernism in a, in a way, but also you, it's like a mix between like American and European architecture. Some of the cities, and uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of cool. And I like you know obviously it's a hub for hockey and French and stuff. And so I think I'd like to go there at some point. And uh, maybe I don't know. But um, again, I haven't been on holiday in since I was like fourteen, and I'm almost thirty now. So. I'm just, I don't really care for it, to be honest, it's whatever. Uh, just Key asks, what were your first impressions of each other and how have they changed, if at all? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Spicy. Wow, mm. first impression of each other. Here's the thing, um... right? Like, uh, uh, pe- maybe some, uh, I, I would guess there's a few people watching this. So there's probably at least a few people watching this who remember, I can't even remember, like, the details, but I can definitely remember having arguments with Thorin over, like, Twitter and stuff about, like, just, like, obviously low-stakes shit, not, like, someone had done something foreign or whatever. But I think, like, like, you'd said football was boring or something, and I'd probably gone, like, all in or whatever. So, like, I'm not going to pretend that everything is, like, you know, always rosy, but, again, it was always, like, definitely, like, some pretty low-stakes stuff. I mean, first and foremost, this doesn't count, obviously, because it's not us interacting, but obviously i was a fan of the content first and foremost um but the thing is and this is like a bit cheesy or a bit corny or whatever like even all the stuff that like i maybe didn't agree with or don't agree with or whatever i it, everything always came across to me as like pretty authentic so i was kind of like yeah like i i always sort of re- respected that and also thinking about it now like if you consider I mean, I've been in esports, if you include, include playing, I've been in esports like 15 years. Thorin's been in esports a lot longer than that. And the amount of frauds and phonies and people I've seen like come and go is oh, mental or been like exposed for like various nefarious things or whatever. And I do remember, I do specifically remember thinking at the time of um, like one of these uh, interactions or, or or something like back then thinking like, I might not like or agree with this, but like this person's probably here to stay like i can i could see mm-hmm. i could see the real if you like and with fox it's like i th- i think i'm right in saying that the first time i ever came across fox you can correct me if i'm wrong fox is that you were on a bbc documentary which was the same documentary i think that we had done with the bbc about and i think you were doing one about it was like mental health like it was, yeah, the, yeah, and right, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember seeing that and being like, okay, this is interesting, cool, whatever. And then, like a, a couple of years ago, uh, years after, I was like, whatever happened to that guy? But then <laughs> you started appearing on like some riot streams. I was like, holy shit, it's that guy from that. But I do actually, and this is true. I always remember thinking you were just massively misutilized, like on on riot streams and in league broadcasts in general. I was like, this guy clearly has like. A particular set of skills to use the meme but they're just not really being effectively like 
used at all. I mean, basically, they chucked you, chucked you in front of that like fucking tactics board, and you were talking people yeah. through plays and shit. I was like, what? What are you doing? Like, put it like when fucking shocks is sick, and they put Dracos or Quickshot on the hosting role. Like, put fucking Foxdrop there. Like, clearly that's the move. So I remember thinking that, and that was that memory like stuck with me a lot when I started talking with Thorin about um about the show to begin with and I was like well yeah I mean of the of the people that um the uh because obviously sorry to 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 break your heart here Fox but I was also looking at a couple of other people as well but the main reason was I guess Frost had moved out of league at that time (laughs) so you know (laughs) passing chips in the night but I also thought you might just not say (laughs) not say yes because uh, what the fuck you thought he was too cool for us why are you telling us that now no the thing is no but here's the thing though this is what's actually funny it's like I remember because when I was watching the broadcast and stuff and he was and and the way he was being used I was thinking they're using him horrendously but he'll definitely just be doing something on the cast like forever whether it's right. on lec or something oh, else right. so yeah. i assumed when i asked him that he'd be like sorry i can't mate i'm working for riot doing x y and z but apparently <laughs> riot just you know they're not that interested in in uh, maxing out all their talent so they're they're lost i suppose but yeah and in terms of like what's changed since i mean not not much right like fox is basically exactly how i thought he would be i think like i I also (laughs) by the way when we when you were doing those answers to the to you gave almost the exact answers i would have expected as to what i thought you'd say with like the music and stuff so it's like i felt i felt like i had a decent read on the overall vibe (laughs) let's say like i don't think you were hiding but i again i think your uh the vibe you give off on uh in media let's say i think is very authentic slash similar to how you actually at least say that you are when asked individual specific questions so yeah fair enough what about you thorin what are your impressions of rich and uh and myself well, here's the thing unlike rich's example i have the exact opposite case because there's actually certain people where i just think they come off really badly on Twitter. Rich has actually leveled his Twitter game up loads now. I think now he's actually sort of gotten the vibe. It's like actually he's quite similar to On The Shores, etc. But there are certain people. Now, what's mad about this is, I actually think this is why it's so mad that everyone always just claims it's me that's different. Because I actually think as an autistic person, I actually have the advantage on Twitter. Mate. There is no social cues. There's no mm. visual. It's only texture interpreting. And all I'll say is this. Even if people don't like me, I am fucking phenomenal at always being exactly correct in what I reply to people and understanding their chain of logic and saying that, like, you go by, go check it. You don't have to agree with the sentiment. But I almost never misread what someone was saying, say something that was false, like take someone saying, like, maybe, and say, this is because so, that's, that's my world. But I've noticed everyone else, because the opposite, they're at a mad disadvantage compared to normal life. They're constantly just doing, like, Kathy Numero. You all say this? Holy fuck, see you. So what he really means is that, and then they're just doing that all the time. So one thing I will say is this. Rich was someone in the early days who I actually think came off really badly on Twitter. Because in these arguments he's talking about where he was like, well, at least he's a legit guy. He doesn't know this background, which is, at this time in esports, there was no general managers. There was no one who had, like, knowledge of the game, who wasn't a former pro, who was in any way meaningful if they were around 
teams. If your name was manager or owner, you were best case scenario, a cool guy like Jason Lake, who just has sort of like, like, a, a, like you're just letting someone else run the team. If you're a manager, in my day, that's the arsehole who pretends he's the coach, who's the one getting the waters and always takes, all they do is book the flights and just get the most obvious player. Like someone goes, oh, Febberman's good. And you go, yeah, sign him. And then go, I, I, I basically found Messi when he was four. And it's like, he was on the top of the solo queue. So at that time, right, everyone who's a manager, and you know this, mate, that wanker from NME, they all acted like they were the fucking, they acted like they were the gods of the scene. They acted like they were what Papa Smithy is and under thieves now. They were constructing the team, moving the pieces around, bringing it in. They had credit for every player. They figured out, like, they all acted like that. So I assumed, unfortunately, because Rich had very strong opinions and was trying to battle on, the, the, I thought, oh, he's one of these fucking guys. So he actually was pissing me off early on. It was making me think, like, fuck off. And also, that's the thing as well. Everyone now as an influencer, all I'm saying is go back and check the tweets. The joke is, I actually, like, invented being a Twitter influencer about eight years ago, mate, before it was a thing. Because my style of tweeting, remember, I'm just a journalist. Me and Richard Lewis used to have, like, 10K and 15K followers. I should never be at, like, hundreds of thousands. The reason why is because I had the most fucking mad Moorish Twitter of all time. Because just naturally, my own mad opinions that I've come up with in my own, like, little idiosyncratic world are, like, the sort of bait that influencers say to get mad viral interaction. Like, for example, like he said there, I will just randomly tweet out one day, like, football's basically like a shit sport for plebs and you're just a moron who can't get over, like, being a child if you keep sporting it. And you can imagine the sort of bait that is for everyone. Like, they can't not start hitting the keyboard. Like, that's the thing. I just figured out somehow just the mad way to get all the engagement. I wasn't even doing it intentionally. Like, I tripped over and I was just viral all the time. So, unfortunately, back then, there's the other thing. Because the other thing, unfortunately, about Twitter, which, sadly, no one can ever understand unless you've been in this position, is it doesn't scale linearly. Like, the difference between 10K and 20K and 20K and 30K isn't, like, similar or the same. It's almost, like, exponential. So, what the worst part about being on Twitter, probably, and the people who know me now as my friends and maybe haven't been to this level, now have a sense of this from observing it, is people will... The worst enemy of the big follower account is the person who has, like, 20K followers. Because they go, like, you should just do this. I would do it this way. What you're supposed to do when you have a lot of following is do... And what they don't know is they're the guy who can ignore one dog barking outside their house and go, you know what, put music on, it's all right. This is like if every time you opened the window, 100,000 dogs barked. And it was every time, no matter what you said, because the biggest worst thing about going that... So basically, unfortunately, I did take Rich, much like Veteran back in the day, as just someone who's just like being an arsehole and they're just like fucking poking at stuff you're saying and they're trying to rile you up. So I did actually just dismiss him quite a lot early on. But And if, I, funny enough, though, I will say I was one of the only people who didn't fall for the 5.5k meme, actually. Because even back then, like Richard Lewis, I always check the facts, I actually figure out who is legit on this one. Just because you think you don't like someone doesn't mean they're wrong. Like, that's sadly the ultimate fucking problem with esports, isn't it? So I would say over time, it just changed because what I noticed was when more and more of these things happened, actually, you never did fuck any of these people over. Like, if people don't know, spoiler, the real reason people hate H2K in the industry that has nothing to do with any of the 5.5K or any of the stuff with Rich is just because of fucking whatever, Susan Tully or whatever her name was, that woman. Just because some people she rubbed the wrong way and then they had their own battles with orgs behind the scenes. It's mainly her, actually, that seemed to piss everyone off. Rich, actually, as far as I know, didn't do anything. So I just sort of realised over time he was legit. And then, obviously, you've seen in the modern day, I think basically he was all, he, the joke is, maybe I opened the door for this sort of thing. 
It was always primed in esports. Like, talk shows, I've told people like veterans in millions, they're not about fucking examples in the game. Even the people in that call with you don't want to hear your shitty example about a jungle path. If they tolerate it, you will see them looking at the second monitor. You will see them tune out. You will see their eyes glaze over. Even when they're the player in the clip, they don't want to talk about it. And so you know when them in LS would always go, we should have the game in the middle of the screen. I just go, it's death, you idiot. You fucking idiots. No one wants to watch that. That's why no one will ever set up. So basically, the joke is talk shows were always about entertaining they were always about having people who have their own opinions and who can construct an opinion like that's why stuff you know when everyone always goes Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are barring and idiots like well then where's the really sick guy that you all watch who is the awesome guy you're choosing to watch them because they come up with the, even if you think you know their angle you never quite know how it's going to get off to you like for example if Tom Brady loses a game you know Skip Bayless is going to make an excuse but you're like my god how is he yeah. going to construct it but he will though and you know what? He'll do a 10 out of 10 stand fucking excuse. So that's the other thing. I always actually thought people like Rich were just primed to come on these shows. It's not right. It's a joke that people have been telling Richard Lewis and Rich here and Foxtrop here their whole lives. Oh, in esports, you're never supposed to be a star because you won't know the game. And it's like, these other motherfuckers only know the game. Have you ever seen when you bring those players on? Now they're getting half decent. When I brought people like Neon on my shows first, it was fucking death. I had to realise half an hour in, you know what? No more. You don't talk anymore. I talk now. I have to tell every funny story, every fucked up thing ever to do with anyone tangential in your career. Otherwise, this show won't last two hours, mate. It's going to be dead on its ass. So there's another one, actually. That's actually, I had the same sense of Foxtrop as Rich Thor, which is, I remember seeing him on, like, EULCS, and they were just making him do, like, and here's the player, <laughs> like, he was jat or something. And I remember going, like, sort of pedestrian the shit he's saying though isn't like it's in the stop yeah it's just like a jungle gang or whatever like you weren't saying any revolutionary shit so I realised actually I had the misconception I thought you were trying to be like a veteran or something mate, and be like I'm the professor of the game and I know but so I remember thinking like this is shit why have they brought this guy on but then I actually noticed over time that you are actually like a nice version of Gross Score you actually have charisma you have like a way of speaking that's sort of like it is very down to earth and it is like quite cool and I, I agree with Rich I think you're just better suited to be someone part of the show who because here's the thing people don't know about esports as well if you made your dream team desk, it'd be shit because you wouldn't have the glue guys. Like in CSGO, for example, obviously Moses never had the most straight fire takes. He's got a great laugh. He's the most amiable motherfucker of all time. He likes everyone. He's friends with everyone. That, those people make the desk. They're de it's death without it. If you just have all the analysts, it's just boring. So there you go. There's man. Yeah, I, the amount of times I've, I've seen... Uh, I, I have some opinions on analyst desks and, and analysts and people on broadcast who are just literally only focused on trying to prove they have the biggest brain oh and... for sure i'm just like bro but it's just not about that and i've, I've read about that so many times it does make me aggy and to be fair like when i was on the ulcs and lec obviously i'm sure there's there's more i i could have done to to stick around and stuff sure. absolutely but um the 100 they were like i was taken aside actually one time i was taken aside and uh and i was told that i wouldn't be able to to do playoffs um, because they're not looking for an entertainer in playoffs. And they said, you are an entertainer, and we're not looking All for right. Okay. I said, so, so we're not going to have you for playoffs. And I was that's like, a, okay. Something, okay. And they, and they were like, you know. And then it's like, and then I'm watching, I'm watching literally the World Championship now. This is like a few years on. And, you know, they, they, it was like Loud versus DFM, and instead of having the, the um, like, you know, it was both of these scenes had like meme moments during the competition. One of the players was always giving thumbs up, and another player, did you see Brackoff, whatever his bot name is, gap. had the yeah, yeah. bot gap on his, you know, he, he sort of killed, or they got TVG with a bot, and it's like, 
bot gap. So that was what they had to the wins and losses. It was like one bot gap for them, two thumbs up for these guys, you know, and, and they're just, and they had like a long jump section on the analyst desk to, to try and, to try and like, as a metaphor for the gap between the different regions and stuff. It's, it was whatever, like my thoughts on those things aside, it was just like, obviously they're just trying to make it fun. You know, they're just literally trying to make it fun. It's like, I was fucking, if I, I peace too soon. <laughs> if I came up now, I'd be perfect for this shit because it's just like, I was literally told, I was literally told like, Reddit's going to love you and that's going to rub some people here the wrong way. And then they told me, we're not looking for an entertainer in playoffs. And it's like, so they try to turn me into someone like Vedius and someone, you know, like the Fischio, basically, um, because that's all that that broadcast had known. And the problem is, everyone was like that. And everyone fucking hated it. <laughs> no one liked EULCS broadcast until LEC came on and they started doing funny shit in their skits. That was it. So that's you're basically the answer to the earlier question, who was, you know, most ahead of their time, actually, it was Foxtrot. Literally, it was me. LEC. I was ahead of my time. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. But my opinions of you guys, um, if I will be frank, because I, did, I didn't know you guys personally at all. And the only time either people like you two who have inflammatory takes on social media will only show up in on my timeline when you said something that has outraged the masses. <laughs> so my original opinion is, well, you know, they're... I, I never thought you guys were, like... Because I always take social media with a pinch of salt, obviously. And you, you've just seen that one comment out of context. It's like, whatever. And I just... I was like, that these... My my opinion of you guys then, and it, as it is now, is you're opinionated and you don't care. And that's a, that's a combination for getting people to dislike you on social media. You don't give a fuck what people think about you, and you do have opinions and you'll just say it. Like, you know, I'm sure people think you're... I, I don't think you're bad people. Do I think you guys are a bit of a cunt? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put you on that scale of, of, of cunt slash not cunt. You're probably more towards the cunt end of things. But not in, like, a bad person type way. And if I was going to choose, like, you know, if it's a zombie outbreak or if I needed a ride or die, people like you two would be on my on high high on my list compared to other, you know, some other people. Because I do think you're quite genuine people. Um, I just think you say things that you know. I think you, you know what you're doing. You know it's going to annoy people when you say it anyway. So that's I can why... barely move at the moment, I'll just say. So it probably wouldn't be that useful in the zombie apocalypse. But yeah, Of course. Well, then they're easy know. to outrun you. And then you're By the way, that's room. why my life in some ways is fucked because of social media. Because the problem is I've made something like 100,000 tweets and some of them are just normal and some are great and some are really uplifting. But there are obviously a million that if you only saw that as the first tweet, it's completely yeah. changed the whole like butterfly effect of if we will ever meet or be friends Ever possibly, but I can't know what tweet someone saw first, can I? Like, I've just done all the tweets, so like the yeah. mad thing is that, yeah, no, the, the amount of inputs I've put in the world's mental at this point. And if you saw the wrong one, you can have a totally different take, aren't you? Of course, yeah. I've had some bangers over the years. You have had some bangers over the years, and you've had <laughs> some I, I don't, I disagree with. I think uh, it's a bit out of line that one, but people forget what the real life is like. You know, because I was literally, I remember I was like, I was on the, I was on the bench playing. I was, it was actually ironically like a few weeks ago, I was playing hockey, season side up again. So I'm, I'm on the bench and it's like, and when I say I'm on the bench, don't worry, the bench is constantly rotating. Yeah, of course, it's hockey. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, and like, I'm standing next to someone who's like, uh, one of our places is a police officer. He's like, like mid thirties, maybe pushing forties. And there's like a girl on the other team. Which is quite rare, to be fair, obviously, because hockey is, is a contact sport and whatever. And to be fair, you don't usually mix like men, 
men and women in like senior leagues but obviously it's just like amateur so it's whatever um and you know she's she's quite pretty or whatever and and it's just the amount of just like yeah oh yeah would you oh yeah would you but would you and then you called the ref I was like yeah would you and the ref was like yeah 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 I would. i'm just sitting there thinking i was like like just like, it might, like if you were that girl and you heard any of that, how unwelcome would you feel to play hockey? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's just everywhere. And you just realise if someone had said that on social media, like there was a fit fucking esport esports gamer, and uh, you know the world's first professional girl gamer in in a, in the LEC, and people and, and like you, one of you two were like, "Oh, a shy girl," you'd be cancelled in an instant. Oh, you would, yeah. Like literally, and I was just sitting there, I was just thinking, I was like. Fuck yeah! Like people just, but these—they're not bad people. Like, like the guys that I play hockey with, they're not bad people. Like they're not, you know. It's just, it's just so odd. Like it's just a completely different world, you know. And people, and, and I just think that like people who take social media a bit too seriously need to touch grass. I genuinely think that. I genuinely think that they take things a bit too seriously. I'm gonna skip some questions. Cause but would you have done, Fox? I feel like you never gave yeah, more people done. an answer. There you go. There we yeah, go. Of course I would. I didn't. I didn't contribute to conversation. I kept it in my head. Um, I, if I you're watching, Lizzie from <laughs> wherever. Where was she from? Brighton. I think. I think she was playing for Brighton. Probably wasn't interested um, in you anyway. Then wouldn't I? No. No. Of course not. Um. No, it's fine. That doesn't bother me. Didn't want her anyway. Now she's ugly. Uh, and except, yeah. I'm trying to have a full incel, but I can't remember how to do that. Um, something along those lines. I'm sure you guys in the, watching this in the comments, you know how to do it, so just let me know, just for advice. The next time around, I get rejected by a woman. Sorry, a female. Uh, I'm going to skip some questions, so we're running out of time. Keep going, keep going. Let's just go for some... Uh, <laughs> don't think about it, don't over. think about it. Just keep going, just keep going. Brilliant, actually, this is brilliant. Celebrity crush from your growing up. Which peng actress would you fuck when you were when you were watching when you were growing up from Micah? Uh, easy one for me, Catherine Zeta Jones. Easy one. She was almost eternal as well. She was like a vampire. Yeah. Literally, no, literally, 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 she is not edgy. Her She's husband, funny. not so much. Looked fifty when I, he was twenty-five. Googling it, it's fine. Zeta Jones. Uh... Yes, who's your celebrity crush? Who are you taking, Rich? I'm not really a big celebrity crush guy, are you? No, I, there's only one I can really think of, which would be, uh, I guess, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, just because, I mean, she mm. was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire. And as okay. I said in the previous show, like, it was always you get home, TV on, dinner's in the oven, Fresh Prince, Simpsons, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, <laughs> so. in that case, Rich, I know uh, that really for you, the movie Cruel Intentions was fan service. <laughs> Not not bad. Not if bad. you know that movie, <laughs> yeah. you know the actress. What it's, it's your yeah. dream, basically, isn't it? Yeah, true. Here's the thing. Different I'm a very simple. I would. I would like. Yeah, to true. Think. I'm a very simple person, Foxtrot. So people uh -huh. might know this is actually a throwback to my old school Twitter. One of the other reasons I became huge, right? Which is I'm a very very simple person. You won't even need an explanation why. Because in this scenario, remember, I'm not like marrying him. I'm not in a relationship. It's just Kate Upton. Figure it out. Yeah. And there's not much to figure out, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, I actually, I know, I know foxes anyway. It's Lindsay Lohan. He said yeah, so right. on a previous <laughs> Mate, show. That has aged so poorly, though. It's mental, isn't it? I know. Because the thing is, they're going to think you're an idiot now, mate. She was pretty fire back in the day. But were, yeah, that has aged so badly. Yeah. yeah. 
I was honestly, when that came out of my mouth, I was like, fuck. I was just like, we have moments where you kind of show your age. I shouldn't say that in front of you, you know, OAPs, but literally, I was just like, that is, I'm going to get roasted for that. Is that the most anti Zoom? Everyone probably only knows her as the, as, yeah. Else. Yeah, so. On the plus no, side, it... on the one in a trillion chance, if you, the combination of you ever meeting her and her ever having seen this show, she'll know you're she legit knows. and she'll probably literally. be desperate as fuck. There so, you go. There you go. That's how that's how we like it. Um, I'm skipping the que- some questions, so let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. We got a good one here from Yaconius. Would you rather a have a handlebar moustache for the rest of your life with no other facial hair, or b be bald for the rest of your life and it's it, it it's a shiny board? They put that in there. I have to include that. It's a that's a specific. Just say it. I actually think this is like, set up as like a trick. It's not even like they're both fine. I'd, again, yeah. I think I just have a different take on life. Like if I was bald, I'd just own it. I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. If I had a handlebar mustache, I'd just swag it out and just be like, yeah, fuck off. Look at this shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even get why this is like a, a crazy question. You know, so they're both fine, aren't they? Yeah, I'm definitely taking off the mustache. Like, yeah, you because apart from anything yeah. else, like think uh, in esports, think of how many fucking ball cunts there are. There are already fucking loads of them, and oh. you could make handlebar mustache like almost part of your brand. You know? Oh, it would like, be, yeah. So I definitely take handlebar mustache because you can yeah. like if if apart from anything else, like the hair, you can do a lot more with for you know the whole of your life, change it up, whatever. But if I'm perpetually bald, that's eh, nah. I'm definitely taking the mustache for sure. All right, this will be our. Lo- I agree. I'm taking the, the mustache for similar questions. I think I could. I could rock it as well. Uh, last question here. Wait, actually, before I get to the last question, I've had this facial hair for like ten years now. Fun fact: it's literally the only facial hair I can grow. I don't. I don't get it here or anything else. I literally okay. get it here and here. So that's why I have this. And back ten years ago, this wasn't a thing. Now it's not that uncommon, you know, that kind of Jack Sparrow look. It's not really a thing. But but back then it was very much, it was, oh, you're, you're, are you dressing up for Pirates of the Caribbean? That was literally what this look was. And I remember my brother saying to me, like, when we were, we were out somewhere, I don't know where we were, we were out somewhere. And he was like, you do realise, like, you like you do look a bit strange. <laughs> and I was just like, I never thought about it. I was like, yeah, I guess maybe, whatever. Obviously, I personally don't really care. So it was that. But now this is, now this is the end thing. I was doing this before. It was cool. Last question from Franz Meyer and Paddy Bow. If you could record a podcast with any person alive today, who would it be? I'm assuming any this person. is like one podcast, not like you have a running podcast with them. Uh, either one. Take change. some liberties with it. We've got... So I would, because I would go tactically, okay? If it's one podcast, okay, I'd pick Cristiano Ronaldo for multiple reasons. First of all, one of the most famous people on the planet. So, you know, it's going to get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. Also happens to be a hot topic right now with lots of sort of interesting moral and sporting repercussions all intertwined. Um, but also I'd use it as a springboard to like start doing like traditional sports content as well. And if you do an opening podcast, which gets in this case, it, it, you know, a lot of people think, oh, if I can just have this person on my podcast, I'll get loads of views in it. Nah, most of the time you're actually probably delusional if you think that in this specific case if it was actually cristiano ronaldo you would probably get a shit ton of views and i would just use mm-hmm. that to springboard it into doing an, an additional podcast which was more around traditional sport so i'd say i'd say him okay who's your guy Thorin? is it an edm and oh, an, no, an no. underground edm by the way sorry just very quickly if i had to do a perpetual podcast it definitely wouldn't be with cristiano ronaldo because i've heard that guy <laughs> talk in long form interviews and it wouldn't be that interesting 
Well, here's the thing you won't know, Foxtrot, because I don't make a big deal out of it. Because actually, believe it or not, aside from my esports before, I'm a very understated person. I don't really give a fuck what people think. So what people won't know is I have a side YouTube channel where I have literally used my internet following to do interviews with like some of my favorite authors, drum and bass DJs, like thinkers. I've, I, go have a look. I've got like two-hour interviews with them. But there's one person I've never had because I probably could never get this in just in light of the way the world works. And you have to. And this is also someone who's not on the internet, so you have to know someone who knows, someone who recommends. It would just be the author, Alan Moore, of all the comic books. Because here's the thing. He's a mega interesting guy. Like, he is some super autodidact guy who's just gone into, like, the nth degree on every topic. And crucially, because I'm really interested in his work, one of the reasons why I started doing these interviews on my side channel is I was so sick and tired of how shit interviews are now. Because the modern interview is a fucking cretin who's like, oh, I've heard of Watchmen. Oh, so, Alan, how'd you get into comics? It's like, you're wasting the fucking chance to interview him. Like, that's someone with some skills get in there. The difference is I've read bloody every Alan Moore interview, so I wouldn't ever talk about any of the pleb shit. I know all that stuff. So I would basically just take him in uncharted territory and ask him about stuff about his magic experiences that no one's ever asked him, or how he's tied in certain concepts of what happened with other works that it's obviously inspired him to take him completely outside of the field of comics. and so I'd make it, like, the most interesting interview he ever did. So that's what I'd do. There you go. Fair play. My answer to this question is Stephen Fry. I just find him quite an interesting person, and he's uh, he's well spoken and funny. So easy peasy, that would be that would be me. I I, I think he I think he'd make for an entertaining podcast, and he's easy to listen to. You know, like he he ticks a lot of boxes for podcasts. Like you were saying, Cristiano Ronaldo, you get your one off tactically that's banging, but as you say. For ext- I mean, that would be shit. Though. Oh yeah, it'd be, it'd yeah, be yeah. garbage. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I uh, practicing a lot. Like he's fucking garbage, man. <laughs> yeah, That'd be so oh, bad. You'd be terrible. It would be absolutely yeah. terrible. I think he would do a banging podcast, so that'd be quite cool. Um, and that's it. That's that's all of our questions. Well, it's all the ones we're going to answer at least. Apologies. You should have just picked Lindsay Lohan just for the lulls, <laughs> shouldn't you? True. Yeah, I, I should have picked Lindsay Lohan. Just mean, ask her what went wrong. Exactly. <laughs> no. She's beautiful and perfect in every single way. Still, yeah, that's it. We can't ruin. We can't ruin his chances, Dorian. Know. You know, you got to yeah, thank, you gotta thank him for ever. lending you his Lambo last week. Yes, that's the exactly. angle we're going for. Please at her on Twitter and see what we can do. Um, Franny Boy, the Doug Dodge 007, Goring, and Mosukidon. Sorry for not answering your questions. I apologize, but we've run out of time. But still, thank you so much for. Submitting all your questions. Hopefully, hopefully we gave you some some cool answers, some interesting answers, and uh, you learned some things. And you, that notepad is very full up with recommendations. I personally was thinking this as you guys were answering. Actually, like I'm so incredibly uncultured when it comes to movies specifically. I'm I'm not really it doesn't really interest me. But there are just I just need to see some like Citizen Kane. No, you, you know, don't. Yeah, Do I not? I, to be honest, I actually wouldn't recommend watching it. Like, if you had a real interest in the history of cinema and stuff like that, yeah, but it's fucking it's, long. It's yeah. not, like, in some respects, it's not aged particularly well, even though, holistically, it has aged well. It's just that it wouldn't have necessarily come across that way. And I just don't think you'd enjoy it, mate. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's not your cup of tea, oh, really. That's that is a, I can see that was a, that was a, that was an insult. No, no. <laughs> mate, I, to be honest, I... I at moments like marveled at certain things i would i would i didn't have like a rollicking amazing time watching it i was glad that i watched it but by the way 
One thing we did a really good job of on this episode is we actually just honestly answered these questions. Like, I could have just lied and said some, like, French art film is the one I watched the most, which is what everyone else does with every top ten list and every recommendation. They just think, what would I want people to think I am? I am smart. Like, we actually just, like I said, I watched Clerks a million times. There we go. If you watch that, by the way, you're not going to think I'm some genius of fucking film appreciation. You're just going to go, all right, I guess he just watched this in the 90s then. That's all you're going to think. But actually, if you play every Blink-182 album backwards, it tells you all the secrets to the universe so i I'm, i am actually tapped in that i'm oh, actually does it include a blink 182 that doesn't have whatever his face is when he left or are we not including those i just remember that blink 182 unironically have a song which just goes on repeat i like to fuck a dog in the ass i like to fuck my mum in the ass oh. i like to fuck your dad and just goes on for like five minutes i just remembered that that's a real thing that happened so and yeah. you picked that as one of your top three bands <laughs> of all time <laughs> Yeah. Just saying. It represents a uh, an era of time you for me, I guess. I don't know. Hey, he's in good company. Oh, they're in good company. Blink-182 flanked by Bruce Springsteen and Mozart. So there you go. I thought he actually meant because he, everyone else wants to fuck his dog in the ass. Sort of, like. According to the song, that is unironically true. That is the case. So, yeah. Because yeah. then the chorus goes, because it's one singer, right? And then the chorus goes, we want to fuck your dog in the ass. Want to fuck your mum in the ass. Want to fuck your dad. Dot, 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 in the ass. That is the song. So there you go. Wow. It's great, honestly, isn't it? Just music is uh, such a powerful thing. Yeah. And on that note, I believe it's time for us to say goodbye. Is there anything else you want to leave as a little aside here? I appreciate your, your candidness and your honesty in answering these questions. I had a lot of fun actually listening to your 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 15 minutes of fame as a in the 2000s as a CSGO pro but not pro throwing. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. One diffuse uh, away from greatness. Like, yeah, just it's like true. Summit 1G it's when he played for Splice, you, uh, you know? Wait, was that the Molotov moment? Yeah, it was Team Liquid, but yeah. Oh, even I, even I remember that. Even I remember that. But yes, thank you so much, boys. As always, it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much for watching. I would also just add at the very end that I probably stalled not doing the Who Wins for long enough now, so we'll be back to normal next week, I okay. guess. Um, we'll get some more Who Wins and more forfeits for it <laughs> starting next week. Thank you for watching, friends. We'll see you next time.